You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, and you've been doing it for a year. Podcast. This is episode 54. It has been one year. Crazy. Woo! I love to have a little reverie, you bastards. Woo! Oh, there we go. Woo! Oh, someone's at the door. Oh, I was on Nazis. A, don't steal my line. B, oh, we can't keep going back to the well like that. I know, I know. It's stupid. Anyway, oh! my... oh, you know what it is not hot in here. <laughs> it's downright cold. I am Josh, and I am very different from the other person here, who is Ron. Yes, me. I am Ron. I am not Josh. That's no, not at all. And of course, the big scary voice in the corner is Connor. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little turned on. Anyway, iFanboy.com is a website that we put together so that we could talk about comic books, um, which we do frequently. And every week, one of us, we all read a big stack of comic books, and then one of us will pick the book that they thought was best and write a review about it. And then we come here and talk about it on the podcast. Um, it should be warned that this show, we've learned from our listeners, uh, we should warn you, uh, may contain some spoilers. It's a review show. We're talking about the books that came out just this past week. Um, so if you haven't read your books yet, pause your devices. Come back later. Um, and without with that, we need to get moving because there's a lot of show coming up. You may have noticed very long. So, Connor, you are up. Bring it home. Before I get to the pick, just a brief uh, sort of warning. Let's set, yeah, let's set the stage. We're not going to go in-depth like we normally do because we've got a lot to do in the show to celebrate the year long. So there are going to be a lot of quick book discussions. Not, nothing as long as you're used to. Just so you know. So the f- it's a little different this time. A little different. The pick of the week this week, though, is Criminal Number 2 from I- Marvel's Icon Imprint. Uh, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips. And I think I was really surprised myself. Because I think if you look back when the first one came out, I was the most lukewarm on it. Out of all three of us and uh, Jonathan. And um, Number 2 really just kicked me in the ass. Which is what I was hoping for Number 1 would do. Which is why I think I didn't like number one as much as everyone else did. But I was really surprised they turned up the notch on the action so quickly. Me too. I was expecting a longer build towards the heist, which is usually the climax of the story, and clearly this is not following not a, a heist convention. It's not about the heist, really, specifically. Right. Which is somewhat disappointing, but is interesting in and of itself. Um, I literally, my jaw literally drops during the heist when it goes all goes bad for the main character and the guns come out and people start getting shot and I that there's a two page spread where the action goes down and I just my jaw was on the floor the whole time and um, and you didn't you didn't have a goatee to hold it up like the main <laughs> character does no, it's not weird. a goatee it's a whatever it is chin triangle it's awful <laughs> it's the only bad thing I have to say about this book is the main character design is terrible. Um, He's got a stupid chin thing. He's got dumb hair, and um, <laughs> it bothers me every time I see him. But other than that, you, well, you were absolutely right about the reason why it's stupid. Yes, the reason why it's stupid is because uh, if you read at all about professional criminals, not the kind that 
pull off ill-conceived robberies and go to jail, but guys who, you know, spend their entire lives pulling jobs and usually evading the law is that you don't stand out from the crowd, you blend into the crowd, and the stupid chin thing he's got is something that stands out, something people would remember. You can make some, him. Something easily identifiable, and that's why it's dumb. <laughs> he gets the patented Connor seal of dumb. You talk, you talk as if you know what you're talking about there, Connor. I have nothing to say about that subject. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is really fast-paced. Um, this is really interesting. Criminal underworld seems to be an area that Brubaker has a lot of feel for uh, in this, in Gotham Central, in his um, independent work. And uh, he really shines in Sleeper, even. And this is where his strengths comes out. And I think, if you look recently, we're picking a lot of Brubaker work, so he's really in a groove right now. I did, um, definitely. Was not, I, my favorite scene in this book, by the way, was when he was... Uh, I don't remember his name. That's not good. The main Leo? character... Leo. Leo. He was on the phone, and uh, his his uh, his Alzheimer's drug addict father friend guy yes. uh, was was pickpocketing, and he had to, like, stop... No, not now. Stop working. <laughs> and the only thing that he has left to hang on to reality, even though his mind is getting addled, is the fact that he, he can he's, like, a brilliant career criminal. Yes. Which, which was very funny. And it was a great, it was a well-planned out execution of the heist. I mean, it was a good plan. It was interesting. I don't know why people love heists, but they, but people seem to. I like the planning aspect more than yeah. the heist itself. I mean, the planning was fun about how they, you know, he, they, you know, had a, a impromptu broke down car to see what different route the truck would take. And like, it was he, cool. he, it was I think good. he did pull out the, uh, the, that's it or I'll walk. He pulled that out about yeah. one too many times in this issue. Yeah. yeah. But it's exciting. I like, it. I don't know. What did you guys think? Sean Phillips rules my world. Yeah, I dug it. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have picked it as the pick, but I, it was definitely up there. It was definitely probably because I picked the first one as the pick originally. Um, but um, it was definitely it was definitely up there. It was really really good. I thought this was miles better than the first one, mostly because so much unexpected happened in it. Yeah, because there was action where the first one was more. Not 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 necessarily just action, just action you wouldn't expect. People die that you didn't expect. People get shot. Things go, yeah. but the story goes a different way than at least what I was expecting it to go. Yeah, it was good. Is this a wait? Is this a miniseries or is this a ongoing series? I'm pretty sure it's an ongoing with a series of different arcs. So this story might end, but then they might. This, this story, story has five parts, but as far as I understand right. it, it's an ongoing. Yeah, it's like a, it'll be like a uh, a vehicle to tell criminal esque stories. Whereas Sleeper was done in two twelve se- twelve issue seasons. Right. Yeah, I believe. No. Well, this is meeting all the pre-release hype, and it's meeting it uh, pretty pretty strongly. Cool. It, it doesn't. It does. Yeah. It just it reads real well. Un, unlike some other books we read this week. <laughs> yeah. Get into the bad before we get Let's, into the I, good. It's or? just it so needs to be said. It was the first book I read, and Written. and and the next day uh, on Wednesday and or on Thursday all over the website people were like, "Don't touch Detective! Don't touch Detective!" No, what's funny is that I didn't buy it. Good. You, Detective you, Comics eight twenty five was perhaps the worst comic I've read in the last ten years. It was right up there with the Punisher issue that Ron Zimmerman wrote where he went back to Al Capone time. Like that's where it exists. <laughs> it was that bad? Oh, it was so bad. It was it was the, the it was a crime against comic dom. Comic book dom. Yes. Yeah. It it was it was oh god, it was so bad. I mean yeah. it was bad on every single level. The art was terrible, the story was stupid, dialogue was hokey uh, I'm so glad I. It was so it. out of character, yes. and it was just oh god! It was, and I was I was angry that someone had been paid to do this as a professional. Like <laughs> like, like I'm I'm reading this, going, this writer got work. How in the world did that happen? There are clearly, a billion fanboys out there who could who could bullshit their way to a better. Story. Clearly, the writer got work because his name is Royal. 
Royal McGraw. Well, we found our new Chuck Austin, and it is he. Uh, I I even think Chuck Austin looks like a genius compared to this. I would don't agree. Even, that's the blasphemy. No, no, no you need to read really this. bad. Wow. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not touching the ten foot pole, so there. <laughs> it's like this bad faux Alex Ross style. I I picked oh. it up and and I looked at the cover and I didn't see Paul Dini and I just put it back. I, I said, wish oh, I'd noticed. You. I wouldn't have bought it. I can't rush through the store. You got to take your time. Yeah, I guess. Well, so. you know my store. It is it is terrible. On every All right, so what's good though? Level. Well, here well here's here's a good and a bad. Um, did either of you guys get Superman Confidential? Yeah. Aye. Okay, now w- without talking about anything else, what did you think of the story and the art itself? The art is beautiful, although yep. I kept expecting to see Hero. <laughs> well, that's just a recent thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ooh. Um, and the, the the story. I mean, I like the I like the story. I mean, I like the um, I like the the. The focusing on the Jimmy Lois Clark and Clark can't leave to go save the volcano. I like that little scene. That was good. I thought I thought it's setting up. It's kind of it feels a little um, it feels a little Jeff Loeb esque in terms of the story where there's a crime boss that they're trying to bring down and it seems that it always seems to be like it's not a super villain kind of thing. You know, well, it's better when um, it's that way. But I was impressed. I mean, I'm a big fan of the retro. I love the logo. I love I, the I, way I, he draws Superman though, um, yeah, no, I, except I, for I the front it. where he looks like he's squeezing in a poop. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now, now can we get to why this wouldn't have been my pick? Okay. Okay, go ahead. The fucking 3D glasses. Those slide out. And, and, and the, well, it doesn't matter because then there's a fucking eight-page Teen Titans story in the middle of the book. I did notice that. What the hell? I wasn't sure if we were going to bring that up or not. Oh, I'm going there. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Clearly oh that God. meeting you talked about last, last time Needs is to not happen happening. DC. No, it didn't, it's not happening at Marvel, and now it's not happening at DC. Now, I can understand doing this in... Oh, I don't know, fucking action comics or like one of the one of the main title ones. They think. Yeah. But this is. I think this is more one of their boutiquey kind of titles. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially with the cover. Someone's phone ringing. Sorry. <laughs> say say boutiquey kind of titles. Boutiquey kind of titles, and what with the cover and with everything, but <laughs> it's you know. But then there's fr- freaking th- pirate 3D glasses thing. I I was happy that those just came right out though, and I was okay after that. Well, no, they're, they're mine stapled in. No, they're yeah, not stapled. They are. Oh, mine aren't. Yeah, there's a, there's oh, mine slide out of the yeah. staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I fine. See, I see how it is. Yeah. That helps a but, lot. But the yeah, but the Teen Titans thing doesn't help. No. So but... f that. Damn it! Are you gonna buy the next one? Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> I like the uncertain Superman. Doesn't know what can hurt him, what can't hurt him. Uh-huh. Doesn't yeah. really know the extent of his abilities. Yeah, I really dug oh. that. That was that was interesting. All right, keep moving. Next, what was good? Uh, good. Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex was very good. It, w- it would have been the pick, but I didn't like the art. I, I liked it was the art. Very, very childish and very oh. simple. I thought it was great. It was kind of. Uh, it was very. It was very uh, not polished. See, here's what I've learned. I like things now, and no one else does. We've come. We've come. <laughs> I don't 180. know. Well, I don't that, know what's that, wrong. On that topic, did you like Justice League of America? I liked it. No. It, you know why? <laughs> no one else liked it. But it's it just, the most disappointing title of the year. It, it, started, it's, it, it showed promise in number two, and now it's back to disappointing in number three. It just felt like comics to me. Compare it to the first three issues of Grant Morrison's Justice League. Yeah. How, much, how exciting and how much adventure was in that as opposed to even I'm like, all right, come on. I like the Where's Waldo cover. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking for the red tornado with glasses. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm torn because I don't think I can you're, legally you're drop a Justice League book. You can't. I'm telling you now you can't or you're fired. Um, I... I, I don't but know. But I would I if I had no I, qualms about it. I don't mind it. I guess I just like the voice he writes in for whatever reason. I like yeah. the Jonah Hex art. I even liked Ant-Man this week. 
I dropped that, man. I didn't pick it up. I can see why. No one else did either. The talk on the website said it was terrible. It's it's not it's not terrible. I mean, it took a turn, and like basically the point is that Ant Man is the jerk. That guy ended up with the costume. He is irredeemable, and he's horrible. And I can only assume he's going to receive his comeuppance. Yeah, well, one would hope. But you um, think so? Yeah, I, I I didn't mind it. I love I love Phil Hester and Andy Park's art. I think that helps a lot. And I you know, bucking the trend. Did either t- of you pick? Did either of you pick up Midnighter number one? No. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Chris, I like Chris Browse's art a lot. And He's good. While while it didn't, it wasn't rocket science. It didn't change the paradigm or anything. And also shows no difference from the previous Midnighter and the previous universe. Um, like Josh, I thought you would like this. I mean, it was Garth Ennis like as doing something well. You know, in, in, in comparison with that other title that I won't mention. So this is also a reboot book? Well, yeah, it's part of the Worldstorm reboot, but I see no The reboot that's actually not a reboot? Yeah, yeah. it's a not, not Still, yeah, but, but it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, again, it's not nothing new. It's, it's revisiting the same themes and the same ideas and everything, but, um, but it was good. For me, but, unless something really great happens, the authority ended after the second trade. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Josh, why don't you tell the kids uh, how you found me reading the nightly news? Uh, I I walked I was I I went hey Connor have you heard of this nightly news it's a new new series from Image and he went no I hadn't heard of it so I was like well I'll take a look at it and he takes a look at it and he went to get his books before me and uh, we we uh, we see each other during the day that's all I'm saying um, and I walk in and I look at him and he's thinking real hard he's looking at it I go how is that I hadn't gone to get my books yet and he's like I don't know if it's good or not I don't know if I like it or not I don't know anything and I kind of looked at it for a second I said that's it I'm not buying it. Yeah, that sums it, it up. It sums it up pretty well. Um, it was bad. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it it it's weird. It's very very weird. It's very it's told in a very unconventional style. Um, the art's good, but it's very out there. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I can't even describe it. It's very strange. This see, cabal of see, this is what you said to me yesterday, and it didn't sound like you enjoyed it. So I was like, I'm not buying that. This cabal of like beaten down men, men who've been beaten by the system, men whose lives are destroyed by the media, mm-hmm. uh, basically start killing people in the media. Uh, one guy's in the beginning; he's got a sniper rifle, and he, he he kills some people with a sniper rifle solely to bring the camera crews and the, who are his real targets, and he shoots 35 television reporters. Um, all because they. The me- I mean, it's it's very strange. It's a very it's it's a it's a it's a screed against the media, um, against all forms of media. But he uses some real names, but some fake names, and some oh, real I companies, and some fake companies. And there's a clear um, Walter Cronkite stand-in. Same the same career, the same uh, career highlights, and but a different name. But then he also talks. He also drops real real names, and it's like go you know, either go all the way. And, and blast the real people, or don't go at all. You can't. You can't put in a fake yeah. Walter Cronkite and then well, talk about like Salzman and huh? given the new given the new publishing philosophy at Image. I'm not surprised it got printed. We'll print anything. So, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> that's I don't. A, that's a I good thing. I don't know yeah, how yeah, I no, feel I about it. Interesting. Uh, I don't think I'm going to buy any more of it though. All right, keep keep moving, keep moving. We're doing um, we're doing okay. quick things this week because we got special things coming up. Yes, we do. My my last two books that I want to talk about quickly uh, and they're related in some ways. Uh, what if featuring the Avengers disassembled and Fantastic Four: The End number one. Um, three men and Fantastic Four. No, man. no, no. It's it's just straight Fantastic Four: The End. That's a shitty um, both, title. Then both kind of alternate alternate stories. What if is the first book? You know how we love the what ifs. Um, we did anyway. It, 
Well, I and, and and continuing, we don't anymore because what they're doing is that this batch of what ifs are examining what ifs of stories that like just finished, well, like the- Avengers Disassembled or Spider Man the Other or X Men Deadly Genesis. And the point with what if is you need distance from the story that is what ifing. It can't be something that I still remember. That's a new verb right there. What it was what? Awful. Who was the creative team behind it? Um, uh, Parker and Lopresti. Peter Parker? Jeff Parker wrote it, and Aaron Lopresti drew it. Ugh. The art was fine. Right. Basically, the gist of What If Avengers was that uh, Scarlet Witch went crazy because she was uh, hooking up with Captain America, and he told her to do it. That's the gist. What? It was Captain, it was Captain America's That doesn't even make any sense. I know. You no, know what? The problem is they've lost the sight of what the What If was. The What exactly. If was you got to the you, – you discovered the main, the main moment in the story where things happened. And, and then you, turn. and then you, ch- you change, you change turn. that decision. Like Spider-Man doesn't stop. Instead of not stopping the the criminal, he does stop the criminal and never becomes a superhero. Like you yeah. find the most important moment and you have the character ch- make a different decision. You don't change the story like that completely. Right. That's now, that's, but, that's it's it's examining the consequences. What if of, Captain America was an asshole? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's examining the consequence of decision making and how, how one decision can change the world. And that's that's the whole point of the what if story. Ah. Conversely, Fantastic Four: The End, which is part of these, this ongoing series where they explore each of the main characters and how they, their stories might end, was r- written and drawn by Alan Davis, who is Ooh. a personal favorite of mine, and it was <laughs> fantastic. It takes place way in the future. Um, they've colonized space, led by Reed Richards, and they're and basically like the thing is married to Alicia Ma- Masters, and they're living on Mars. Uh, Johnny Storm is an Avenger. And um, Sue is off doing archaeological digs on Earth. With Namor? Uh, no, she's yes. not with Namor, but she gets to an argument with Namor. But she's, you know, basically Reed has self-isolated himself in his experiments, and everybody's gone to their extremes of their personalities, and I can only assume that something's going to bring them back together to the family that they once were. And it's an interesting oh, kind of like... what a weird twist. It was no, but it was it's but it was it looked beautiful and it's read beautiful and it was a it was a great kind of alternate kind of like dimension future where like um, Iron Man is still in the Avengers and at one point he he gets he explodes and they say don't worry you know he's Tony's Tony's been dead for years he'll just download into a new armor his his you know his his you know his um, mind will just download into new armor and then like two pages later there's a new armor like hey guys you know like it, it's you know, he's a Cylon right yeah basically <laughs> so but um you know. Great example of how you can do an alternate kind of future, an alternate timeline story. Really, well, Alan Davis is very good, so yeah, that I helps. It. Go back, go back and pick it up. I can't believe I'm the one doing this, but we said we were going to be short, people. Yes, I know. So done. <laughs> Any, anything else? That's um, it. I'm dropping I the other I, side. To be honest, with you, I didn't anticipate the long-winded nightly news explanation. Eh, what are you going to do? All right. <laughs> that wasn't long-winded. It was a little bit. All right. So, what else we got? That's it. I'm dropping the other side from Vertigo, the, the Vietnam story. That's all. Wow. All right. Two issues. Boring. Yeah. A lot of people like it. Oh, and Uncanny X-Men got dropped by two of us. Yep. Ah, you're all losers. No. It was good this week. Maybe a yeah, smaller sword right. would have helped. Maybe some sort of story. So, Okay, well, now we move on to the fun part. Um, so we've dedicated the rest of this hour-long episode to uh, letters and, and feedback from you guys, which is really cool. Um, but to get us started, we have a voicemail from our friend Augie, so let's play that. An ode to Ed Brubaker's Daredevil on the occasion of iFanboy's first anniversary. Bonjour les hommes du fan au iFanboy.com. Je m'appelle Auguste à ThePipelinePodcast.com. Premier anniversaire heureuse, mon ami. Maintenant, ma question. Quelle bande dessinée est le milieu pour ma fiancée? Strangers in Paradise? Bone? Box Office Poisson? 
Eh, combien chaud il fait-il dans cette chambre? Ron, retenti juste comme Josh. Merci beaucoup. Eh, premier anniversaire heureuse. I hate that he sounds better than us. <laughs> Except his French is not better. If anybody else out there uh, knows French, you know what that criminal in Daredevil felt like. <laughs> well, his French wasn't that much better than ours. <laughs> no, no, his voice sounds better. His French sounds terrible, and I'm pretty sure it was a lot of wrongness in there. <laughs> but either way, it was very funny. Hey, do you know what? He, do you know what he's asking? I, I he said that it's Augie from the Pipeline Podcast, and and happy anniversary, I fanboy. And can you recommend a book for my fiance? Yeah. <laughs> and then he can't tell us apart. Yeah. There's something about you and I, how we sound, and then happy anniversary. Yeah. You got it. And, he doesn't actually need us to recommend a book for his fiance. He can probably do that himself. Well, bone and box office poison very different. Although he I said say... he said poisson, which actually means fish. Yes, box office fish. Augie, you should um, recommend for your fiance to read Scrooge McDuck. That's what I say. <laughs> All right. So, what have we done now, guys? We've almost forgotten to do the sponsor. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we are sponsored by Comicall.com, your place online to go buy new issues. You can subscribe. A lot of the fellow iFanboys out there in the world are using them, which is pretty cool. And you can pick up trade paperbacks for up to, you know, between 30 and 50% off and new issues up to 40% off. Um, they've got great shipping options and they really take care of you. They really care about you, the reader. So um, go to Comicall.com and tell them iFanboy sent you. Definitely. All right. So, um, all right. So we're going to stop for now, but that doesn't mean the show's over. Because the other day we sat down, we did listen. This isn't happening in real time. This is the first time we've had to do this in multiple chunks. So for the next long period of time, uh, we're going to answer every damn. Well, we're going to attempt to answer. We're going to read a lot of questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what we're telling you. Because apparently we don't know everything. We act like we do, sure. But that is not the case. And then stick around at the end because there a is surprise. a special surprise coming up. Yes, definitely worth it to stick around. And um, we hope you enjoyed this brief Pick of the Week podcast, and I guess we'll see you on the other side. All right, let's get on with it. We have a, a metric ton. A, a shit ton, as I like a, to say. Uh, a Googleplex. A lot. A Google. We have a lot of letters, and we, we've been holding them off and saving them, and you're going to keep sending them. And we always and we always say that we respond to everybody. In the past couple of weeks, we haven't been because we've been hoarding them to do yeah. on this podcast. So yeah. uh, we hope you understand and hope the delay is enough. Because you're like you like you said they respond. They respond to anything. Yeah. Anyways, it's too many to, to waste with our chatty chat. All right, well, let's start. Um, so our first one comes from Lance from Hamilton, Texas. Um, first off, he wants to know if any of us watch or like Star Trek, and if so, which series? Yes, I yes. think Ron and I. Yeah. You don't like Star Trek, do you, Josh? No. I'm yeah. shaking. I, like, if I was on video, I would be shaking my head now, just like... Mm-mm. Well, I want to clarify that I'm a big fan of the original series yeah. and Next Generation, and that's pretty much where I stopped. I watched a little Deep Space Nine, but then I dropped off. I like the movies. The movies are good. The movies are very I enjoy good. the movies. Four is the best one. Yep, yeah, I mean, that's. I watched probably more Deep Space Nine than you did, but really... Kirk and, and the original series and Picard, and that's about, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, original series is awesome. I'd fight Shatner. I watched the first Voyager, and I was like, ugh. Ugh, yeah, it's bad. And then Enterprise, that was bad, too. 
All right, so his second question is, Enterprise was awful. Yeah. Is, uh, and that's Scott Bakula. So, yeah, it was yeah. so tragic. So his second question is, did any of us pick up the Green Lantern, the greatest stories ever told? It included showcase number 22, Green Lantern volume 2, number 1, 37, 4, 87, and 172. Green Lantern oh, volume 3, number, <laughs> number 3, The Flash, Green Lantern, Brave and the Bold, number 2, and Green Lantern Secret Files. What do we think of some of those stories? He thought it was a great collection. I don't know. I'm not familiar with this. But and I, you have I, a Green Lantern tattoo. Pick up Tattoo Boy. No, I have... I have um, <laughs> it's not a Hal tattoo. It's a John Stewart. I have the... Uh, Is I it a John Stewart tattoo? No, it's a Hal tattoo. It could be, really. Uh, um, <laughs> I have the uh, the Green Lan- I have the Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Hard Traveling Heroes, Hardcover Slipcase. We all have that? Yes. Yeah. The most beautiful book ever done. We all yeah. bought it. Neil Adams one. covers. Yep. Um, and I have, like, the... What are the, the DC equivalent of Marvel Masterworks? Uh, the uh, showcase, showcase. Yeah, yeah right. I have that, but you don't have this. I don't have that. I have the Green Lantern one that has like Showcase twenty two on for like the next ten issues or something like that. Right. Well, but the question isn't what you have. The question is, do you have this? Well, I don't need that. I have the other thing I have. And <laughs> this sounds like there. a great collection. None of us have it. Somebody's getting it for Christmas. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> you can't. You can't turn down a gift. You can't do. Thank you, Lance, for the for your question. <laughs> All right, I'll do the next. Yep. Uh, David uh, wrote to us and he asked if any of us have read any of the Virgin comics. Do we like them? Uh, are these guys a sample of the comic scene in India, or have they been imported by Richard Brentley? I think he meant Brantley, yeah. or whatever his name is. There <laughs> you go. Me Richard okay. Branson. So, well, yeah, Richard Branson. Yeah, who's go. Richard Branson? Stupid Frank Cho. Wasn't he a pitcher? I don't know. That's Jeff Bradley. Yeah, Richard. right. Anyway, um, also, I've never. Well, before we get to the same question, yeah. I've never read any of the. Well, no, I read that sampler that they, Virgin sent us a sampler, yeah. which was yeah. all right. I'm not really into the Indian I, culture. I, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, some people have ways of saying things that don't sound horrible and xenophobic, and you don't. I do it on purpose. I, I couldn't even read that sampler because the art was so, like, mid 90s that I couldn't get into it. Yeah. But would you read the John Woo Garth Ennis jam? The Seven Brothers thing that's just coming out now. Mm, depending on the art, really, because yeah. the art was really mid '90s image. It reminded me a lot of Jay Lee. Actually, yeah, I thought you might like. No, it wasn't Jay Lee at all. It was. Yeah. Uh, I thought you liked Jay Lee. Not Jay Lee. Not Jay Lee. Jay Lee. So Jay I was. Lee. That's a no for that one. I tried to get through it, and I read about three pages, and I, I didn't really. I, I, whether they sample the comic scene in India or they've been imported by Richard Brantley, I mean Branson. Branson. Who knows Branson? Right? Who knows? Who's this Brantley fellow? So uh, there's our ignorance. I'm sorry, but I, I think people like. I we don't like things you know, that aren't Marvel or DC. I haven't. It's not. True. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. No, I, I, I have. You know what? I haven't heard a thing about them. Quite. No, honestly. No, I haven't heard anything bad. There's been not a peep. Yeah. Not not a peep, peep so that's, that's not a good sign. Um, also, uh, he, does he really need to read Stormwatch and the Authority to appreciate the relaunch, or can I go in cold turkey? You would think that you wouldn't need to. <laughs> I, I just recommend that um, Stormwatch and anyway. Stormwatch Authority are both really good. Yeah, you should read them regardless. I, after yeah. the second Authority trade, I think, or was it two or three, after Mar- Miller's run ended, I stopped reading the Authority because anything I looked at after that wasn't even close. Um, you don't need to read Stormwatch to read The Authority. I think I read them out of order a little bit, but after I read The Authority, I wanted more so much. I went back and I borrowed the Stormwatch from somebody or something. But those first two Authority traits really are essential reading. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever read the Stormwatch. Stormwatch is really good. I, I collected Stormwatch from the beginning, actually. Hitch, was, Hitch did those two? Um, the late the ones so. right yeah. before The Authority. It yeah, was Tom Rainy? Rainy, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that was later. I think, no, Hitch, did I think didn't Hitch trans- I think it was Hitch and Ellis. Hitch and Ellis ended, the, ended Stormwatch. Yeah. And they went into so, the first. And in the middle of it, though, there's like an issue that, that ha- takes place between them, and it's like Aliens versus Stormwatch or something, but it's part of that whole story. Oh, yeah. It's something weird. Like I don't remember it all. No, it's all blank. Um, but you would think that you wouldn't need to read the previous Stormwatch and the Authority to enjoy the latest relaunch. So just well, dive I don't right know. In. But, 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 and, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me talk smack about Warren Ellis. 
the reason that I talk smack about Warren Ellis is because I liked the authority so much. And I thought it was so well thought out that I think a lot of things that came after that weren't as good. It's the disappointment. It's my whole thing with disappointment and lack of yeah. uh, lack of doing what they're good at. Yeah. You know I mean? Although I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm really totally impressed with Fell these days. I'm oh, really okay. digging. All right, Darren writes in. He says a few years ago he read the first five books of Invincible based on a recommendation of a clerk. I'm assuming he means the first five issues. Yeah. Sure. Uh, he really liked how they read, but he was visiting... At Atomic Comics in Phoenix. At Atomic Comics in Phoenix. He liked, he liked the books, but he was only visiting Phoenix. He lives 200 miles from the closest comic book store, which is bad. He found an online comic store that does have subscriptions, and he's got the money. He's thinking of catching up. Is it worth it? This one's like the maybe soft, this is a softball we'll question. About softball, and he actually says, maybe you guys can get more money from Kirkman. No, it's actually the worst comic book in print. Don't <laughs> stay away from was, it like was, the plague. Was that comichole.com? <laughs> Hopefully. They have online subscriptions, I believe. Yeah. Yes, of course, you should pick it up. So. You, yeah, you, you, it, I'm telling you, it's the best superhero book on the market right now. All right, so our next question comes from Jeff from Greeley, Colorado. He, know there, he knows there's a lot of people who like it when we talk about indie books. Not him particularly, but he, can't, which is fun, but he can't remember us ever talking about Cerebus. He's read almost all of the Cerebus phone books and has mixed feelings about them. He thought, he thought some of them were brilliant, brilliant, some of them were good, and some completely unreadable. Or misogynist. Um, what do we think? The Cerebus question is a funny question that's been tossed around the iFamily offices recently. Mm-hmm. We have not read nearly as much as we probably should have. I've only read the first phone book. Yeah, I read the first phone book, and I and I hear that after that, it really turns into a big epic story. I have a, I have a feeling that misogyny or not, I bet it's real good. Well, I think if any any time you get a series that long, you're going to have some that are really good, some that yeah. are unreadable, some that are mediocre. I mean, I've had I've had the, the I've had Cerebus books on my Christmas list for like the past six years, and like nobody in my family like I guess they're scared off mine, by Christmas. Or yeah. <laughs> mine fell apart. My first phone. Well, they're, they're not they're very well cheap. put together. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I it's possible that I have four gigs of that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Um, but as far as what we think, we know that it's a, it's a modern indie masterpiece, yes. and, and someday it's, I will read them. It's all, the so. indie book. Yeah. I, I, I after after hearing them on uh, hearing Dave Sim on Indie Spinner Act, like I was like I must read these. Yeah, he was great. It was awesome. Yep. Um, he's got one quick question before we move on. Which, um, which upcoming projects are we looking forward to the most? He can't wait for the Donner Jeff Johns oh. action comics run. For him, comics are the best when there are good creative teams on Batman and or Superman. Well, it already happened. So we talked about that last week, but yeah. um, but no. But what other what other things are we looking forward? Like, what books are you waiting to come out? See, I've stopped paying attention to the future solicitations. Me too. So I don't really know much about what's coming out. Yeah. Personally, I'm waiting for Civil War to end. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, and, but yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Honestly, yeah, like, yeah. honestly, like I'm kind of a little sick of the Civil War thing. I kind of want it to be over. You just want the books to be back in their own. I want thing. Mighty Avengers. I want to see what's going on with Mighty Avengers. Mighty Avengers, yeah. I guess, could be the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Civil War is dragging on a lead along. Yeah, and, and DC, I guess, the end of Fifty Two. I mean, like it's just it's like we're in this marathon. Yeah, right. I don't yeah, think yeah, anything's so. even coming out. But Fifty Two isn't affecting everything else. Yeah, you say it will. It moving on. Stink eye. I believe it's mine. <clears throat> uh, Joe from Rock Hill, South Carolina, asked if we individually or collaboratively <laughs> could write an arc of any character or team in comics, who would it be? Well, first off, we should not be collaboratively. <laughs> That's a bad idea. You, you have no idea how much we disagree on how things should be done. <laughs> no! No! Move, no! It's a miracle this thing gets done every week. <laughs> a lot is not one word. Ron, so we're going to do individually. Ron, if you could write, do you have any desire to write comics? Um, no, I do. I, I fantasize every once. I think every comic it. Yeah. reader does. And I would, write, I would write the X Men. I mean, that's what I, I mean. It's lame, but that's what, what would, would you do. do that hasn't been done? 
I would go apeshit crazy. It would be awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. I would, I would. What I, what I would do is, I would. He'd write would, the, the the definitive Cyclops tale, wouldn't you? Yeah, you no. Know, I would, br- I would bring it back. I, you know what? I really liked the X Men on the Run in Australia stories in the early two mm-hmm. hundreds, and I wouldn't want to replicate that. But I'd want that same feeling of energy, and like I love it. Like they had a table with their little logos on the chairs, kind of like, like the, the Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, and I really, I as a kid, I loved that. I loved like, oh, that's Havoc's chair. That's you know, like I would, I would pay. That's not a story. That's no, 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 a prop. But, no, but what I'm saying is, I pare down the I pare down the characters to just the core seven team, and seventeen characters. Seven team. Because seven, seven team makes sense when the X Men. There's right. a lot of them. Uh-huh. But that's what I would do, and I try okay. to take it back to its roots, <laughs> but well, in a new and innovative way. Connor, ironically, I'd probably bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. choose the Justice League simply because you don't have to worry so much about continuity. You can just tell a story, not worry about it. It could be any time. You can. The characterizations are always a little off. You don't have to worry. You know. I leave a lot of room for error, <laughs> and that, I think that book leaves the most room for error. Plus, it's, I think it'd be a lot of fun just to play around with all the characters, and not have to worry about one or the other. I'm, you know, I've thought about this a lot, and and I think there's a lot of things to do. I think the things that I think would be the most fun for me would be something like um, Plastic Man. Maybe that, but I was thinking like like Green Lantern and Flash, like those buddy trip stories. Yeah, those yeah. are always fun. Uh, you know, where like the two guys who, or maybe the two who don't get along, or are buddies, and they get. Like that, that kind of thing. The two buddies want to, The only other thing I would maybe do is it would be the Inhumans. I'd love right, to do yeah. that because yeah. they have their own world and not everybody knows much about it. It's so you not can that affected. You're yeah, Inhumans whore. All right, Mark writes in. Have you? He says, ever heard of these guys? Alan Moore, Garth Ennis, Grant Morrison, Frank Whiteley, Mark Millar. I mean, I could go on and on, but the point is that they all started on this UK weekly called 2000 AD, which, as far as I can see, is pretty much completely ignored by all comic book podcasts. Anyway, there are there's a major story arc just starting in number. 1505, The Origin of Judge Dredd, a story not told in 30 years that 2080 has been r- running by the original creators John Wagner and Carlos Esquera. 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 Cover. Uh, the cover for 1505 is by Brian Bolland. How about dipping your toes in and trying it out? You know, he is absolutely correct. If that we 2000, yeah, 2080 is not because co- we're in America and it's, it's a it. UK weekly. You don't get. We can't get it here. I have not. I honestly I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I know it exists. And, and quite and honestly, a weekly. From the UK, that's on issue fifteen hundred. That's daunting. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna be like. You know, well, no, but it's like kind of it's like it's an, it's anthology. an anthology. Yeah, it's not an ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like anthologies. I'm, like Cerebus, I know it exists and I know how important it's been because because I'm pretty sure didn't two thousand AD didn't they run like all the Miracle Man the the yes. Man stuff that's and stuff where like it came that like from. I know it. Well, no, I mean that's not where. I mean, yeah, I mean that's. What I mean, but it's yeah. where that talent was farmed. It's where right. you know these guys got their chops. I know it exists. It's just well, I guess, I, I guess I've never there. seen it either. I've never seen it either. I'm sure, I, we should look, store somewhere. Look that's got in, it. If it's anywhere, it's going to be in Midtown or Hanley's or yeah, yeah, or be there. yeah. I know it exists, and I've always been curious, but I've never done it. So it's not. Cause I think it's one of those things. Like I know I'm never going to be able to go back and read all of it, so I don't want to. But go it's in not there. connected. It doesn't matter. It's like, kind of like those Rolling Stones records weird. that I don't remember the names of. It's like, yeah, I know they exist. I don't like the yeah. one in '79 when they, the video when they're in the 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 the, the dome with the soap. Let's move on. Anyway. All right. It's, it's not that it's not that we're it's not that we're xenophobic though. Yeah, no, not at all. I don't like the British. No, <laughs> I love the British. That's the irony. All right, our next question comes from Michael Mastro Pietro. Um, he wants to know what is the music at the beginning and the end of the podcast. You have the best name ever, Michael. He does. Um, he wants to know what the music is at the beginning and the end of the podcast. He's been enjoying it. Can we recommend some bands he may not have heard of? Well, the music changes every episode, and whoever edits it, and I've been doing the majority of the editing, but Josh has edited a few in there. Um, we pick what song, you know. We just pick a song we like from our libraries. Um, every week, you can go look on the post, and we show what. Go to ifanboy.com and the show notes list the music for. And, you can, and if you go to ifanboy.com and click podcast, 
there's a whole listing of all the podcasts, and you can click the show notes to see what the songs there's are. We're not going to go through every one. There's a link to the albums and stuff like bands that. bands he may not have heard of. You know what? Just the look Beatles. through the thing. You know, like yeah. hear one of the shows, listen to the thing you yeah, like. If you difficult. like what it sounds like, go there. Then you can click on the Amazon link and you can listen to the samples of the songs and things right. like that. Yeah. Look them up on Pitchfork or something like that. Yeah. So, but mainly if it's indie. And it's we, we've got like we've totally like we take that part really seriously because like we kind of want to show how like, cool we are, how cool we are <laughs> totally. but at the same time like it's got to work and and it's got to reflect the energy of the show yeah I mean, a lot goes into it and, it does and sometimes it's like all right I'm gonna pull one from the archives like yeah. one from ten years ago that maybe people forgot I get about, the feeling that Ron spends song. more time picking the music than does editing the show uh, I, quite, no quite honestly picking the mu- from for me picking the music is the easiest decision really? I, just, I, like, I just, like that one you can tell from me which like which ones I do because mine always have the same kind of they will come in really fast because yeah. it'll say this is ifanboy.com episode 30 blah 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 yeah. and they're like blah, 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 and then it comes out yeah. so maybe we'll do a contest where you'd be like which one did he do yeah but sometimes like like a couple weeks ago like on Tuesday before we recorded the show I knew what song we were using regardless hmm. of what, what I've got a list was. of them because I don't yeah. I don't edit them as much as Ron so yeah. when, when I do I'm all so alright so um, his second question is a while back we described Warren Ellis's work as having cynical but hopeful main characters with the exception of Next Wave but what about Desolation, Desolation Jones? He loves the book, but the main character doesn't seem to have the hope of Ellis's other leads like Fell. Well, his name is Desolation. I never yeah. read Desolation. I never read it either, so. Um, we're just striking yeah, out left and right on you. We actually, we're hacks. <laughs> you're lucky we read Fell. Um, I've, al- I've always wanted to pick up Desolation Jones. Maybe now I will. Um, and then finally, says P.S., he's not actually bitter about the name, but if we guys could say it correctly, he'd be very grateful. How Michael we, how, Mastro Pietro. How do we know in fact, he's got, he's got Quicksilver's name in there. He does, Pietro. All right. Uh, Craig from Oklahoma uh, said he was searching the internet for a new desktop wallpaper for his PC and occurred to him he wishes he had an official iFanboy desktop wallpaper. Well, that means you're a nerd. Why? <laughs> I don't even want an official iFanboy desktop wallpaper. We could, we could probably throw that together pretty easy. But yeah. that'll be one of those things like, oh yeah, we'll do that, and then we never will remember. Alright, well here's the deal. If ten people can email us saying they want wallpaper, then we'll make a couple. That's good. Yeah, so, ten. It's gotta ten. Be ten. Do you want our faces? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can we can choose. Yeah, how we'll, yeah. Just wondering, have you ever thought of creating some different ones for your site? No, we haven't until you wrote this. But for he says he's an addicted listener, like himself to download. <clears throat> uh, that scares me. That's right. crazy. Well, thank you, Craig, so, for, so if, for liking if, us so much. If then. people want this, ten people. let us know. Ten and of you. We can we can whip that up. Ten emails by the next show. If it's nine, you're out of luck. Yep. Anne Marie from Miami, Florida, writes in, and she. She we a while back we asked for what manga we should read. She suggested Ghost in the Shell. I've actually read that. Was it good? Yeah, I read All it after it? watching the movie. Really? Okay. Isn't it like a long? Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever was the movie. I remember, like, when the, the movie came out in college. I was like, oh, this is. I'm. I actually try. That's the thing I forgot to talk, to talk about. Back in college, I saw Ghost in the Shell, and I went through the Akira phase. Oh, yeah. Well, this, this like, ties into her question, which is, what are the main differences between differences and similarities between American comics and manga? Well, American comics are good. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Just alienate the listeners. Episode. I'm joking. No, I went through. I went. We're not, I, we're not the people to ask that question. I though. attempted manga when Ghost in the Shell came out, and I was just like, I don't. You know, this is black and white. I read Akira. Reason. That's it. I, I read, read the first three books of Akira, I think, and there's six or Akira. I, I mean, the difference. The differences are is that I feel as if manga is a lot faster. Maybe because it's all the speed lines. It's true. When I would read the, the Akira yeah. trades, I mean, I'm flipping through the pages yeah, really exactly. fast, and I did find them quite satisfying. Yeah. Same thing with Lone Wolf and Cub. So. All right, cool. Well, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. All right, our next question comes from Shane. Great name. He knows we're tired of zombie comics, but other than Walking Dead, what other zombie comics are worth picking up? Well, you called us. <laughs> you called us out because we—I don't, I don't think any of us are. Marvel zombies. 
Marvel Zombies. Oh, I really that like was it. mine. Now you guys got to pick one. I don't. I don't oh, read zombie is, books at all. It's my book. So yeah, you're the zombie guy. I'm not. I mean, the reason that I like Walking Dead is because it's not a zombie book. I mean, it is a zombie book, but that's not what that book is about. And and a lot of times when you go into horror books, they're really just about the horror part. And the reason that the Walking Dead works is it's a story about people and what happens to them. It's like the zombies are sort of in the background, but they're not a character really. Right. They're the environment. I'm just tired of the horror. It's not so much zombies, but the horror genre. Yeah, I, I try it's to, less with comics. You know, that really movies. happened after 30 Days a Night. Yeah. yeah. I tried, it yeah. amplified for Walking Dead. The vampires. I tried to read some of that Steve crap. Niles stuff. And, and I, I, I bought 30 Days of Night. Be careful, Steve Niles. I bought 30 Days of you Night. Know what he'll do. Oh. steal my wife. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it. I bought it um, sight unseen from all the all the hype. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> My number is 818. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good, but not great. It was more of a... Mind-blowingly simple yet brilliant concept. It's a brilliant pitch. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant concept. High concept pitch. Yeah. And not well executed. But I was when I read it, I was like, "Damn, that's that's brilliant." And no yeah. one's ever thought of that. Did you go, "Damn!" I did. I went, "Damn it!" Which is different than but, when he really likes something. He goes, "Woo!" <laughs> Come at you in stereo. All right. So thank you, Shane. Next question comes from um, V Smith. Vicious. 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 Oh, I don't. Wow. Yeah. He's been on the site. He has been on the site. And uh, anyway, um, he wants to share his email so he can get responses to this. So you asked for it. It's uh, V I C H U S S M I T H. Really boring last name, really interesting first name at gmail.com. Um, the question he should be asking all po- uh, this is a question I should be asking all podcasts I listen to, but you're my first victims. Have any of you guys checked out the new Fantastic Four tune? Cartoon. Uh, I think that it's a good translation of the comic And the most faithful, faithful aspect uh, is in the science Johnny Storm is easily the most annoying character of the show And the thing having a four painted on his stomach bugs me well, I haven't seen it That's that, weird. that sounds annoying The first episode I saw was with Ronan the Accuser Ron's giggling Ronan Ronan? Ronan? Yeah. How do you know? You ever met him? It's not Ronan How do you know? Because I've heard Marvel people say Ronan Alright Ronan the Accuser And the second was with Doctor Doom himself Those are pretty strong villains to bring out at the start of the story uh, Today I caught the Legion of Superheroes And I dig it just because I have a little knowledge of the Legion I think this series will do very well And the whole premise of Young Superman in the future is excellent Once what? again, nothing I don't really watch cartoons anymore um, Just because uh, I watch so much other stuff I, I just don't yeah. I think I think I was trying right up until the point where the Justice League cartoon yeah, came out yeah. and I was kind of like, you know, I'm not really interested anymore. I think when Paul Dini left those cartoons, I didn't pay any attention anymore. I think that the bar is set so high from those Batman Superman cartoons that mm-hmm. anything yeah, else hard, is yeah. going to be disappointing. What well, I tried to watch Teen Titans go and I just, it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, like, I tried to watch the Batman. I, I had a seizure. That's not good either. Um but what I want to know is, Vicious Smith, why should you be asking this question to all podcasts? Like, what? Like, like, does your dad work on the show? Like, like, are you associated with it? Like, why? It's like, it's like his mission to find out what we think of Fantastic Four or the Fantastic Four. We're, we're the tastemakers. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, I don't know. None of us got to it. All right, Carlos from Whitestone writes. We barely have time to read comics. <laughs> Carlos from Whitestone writes. He was just wondering if we had heard about an upcoming Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic series written by Joss Whedon. That takes place where the show left off. Why did why did we choose these questions? Because we don't have answers. No, to no, I, have, I heard about really? this. Really, th- and I could be making this up, but I remember hearing that it's not happening. It sounds right because he's really busy. Connor, yes. you you watched Buffy? Well, that's it's his not third question. Oh. Yeah. Um, I do have a brief story about Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics. They got me oh, action in comic in college. 
They got you what? Action in college. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What do you mean by action? Like the they comics. Got you ass? Yeah. They got you. They got you some loving. Yeah, they did. Because okay. there was a cute girl across the hall, and she really liked Buffy. Cute nerd girl. Nice. And uh, we were chatting one day, and I was hot. like, "Well, I'm going to get comics," and I was like, "Oh, there's a Buffy comic," and so. Was it the one? Was it the Willow? Was it the one Terry Moore did? That's the only Buffy comic. No, I don't know. It was bought. issue one. It was literally oh, issue right. one, and I bought it. and I slipped under her door, and then you nice. know, later on, one thing led to another. The business. All right, I had another notch to the business. <laughs> so the chick magnet, right, persists. Uh, his next question is What happened to the Buffy animated series I'm sure they got cancelled Finally Didn't make it very far Like eight episodes or something Yeah no they, they Okay I remember Jeff this I remember this They made it Like they exist mm-hmm. Or the scripts exist They never made the show They made some of them they were, And then there are yeah, other scripts Yeah Because Jeff Loeb was like The executive producer of that show Right 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 And it was like and a then, shame And then something. he went to Smallville And yeah. then he went to Lost. Lost And then he went to He's, he's a, like a Midas touch He's a serial seriesist He is yeah his final question is What Whedon shows Buffy, Angel, Firefly Did we like If were we fans of And if not What are our favorite Sci-fi yeah. fantasy I shows? liked Buffy the first Like three, four seasons And then I got tired of it I loved Angel Which was darker You love Angel Really? It was really dark And it was very much Like Batman he Also went to, He went to our college Yeah it did Read out from under me. We're even now, Richards. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. That what you were going to say? Yeah. Um, Angel was very dark and it was very much like Batman. If it could represent yo. Yep. And Firefly, I loved also. Uh, I I I really never watched Buffy for some reason. Like the cutesy dialogue didn't like get Buffy. to me. I don't think I would. Um, but I did. I was strangely intrigued by Firefly, and I started watching it. And the first two episodes, I was like, I don't get it. This is stupid. Four more later, I was like, "What's the next one? Where is it?" I like, it's like crack. It was it was oddly like it was so different and interesting. It's a great combination of western and sci-fi. Yeah, it was just unique, and I really I really appreciated. The movie that. was not that good. The movie was not really good, but it touched me when things happened in it. And I was like, "Oh, that's really sad or good, uh, depending <laughs> depending on what happened." I, I tried really hard to watch Buffy, like concertedly, like when it was on. I remember in college, I tried because yeah. we used to watch Felicity, and Felicity yeah. was right after it, and we used to I I used to love the girl R yeah that was a the, the, the production logo, yeah. and I was like well that's gotta the show's gotta be good and I tried to watch it for like a season and it just never stuck mm-hmm. um, and I never watched Angel yeah, and I still good. I still have to watch Firefly um, as far as favorite sci-fi fantasy, sh- fantasy shows I'm a big fan of the OC <laughs> that's as close as he gets yeah so alright um, no, you're not like a sci-fi fan at all you like Star Wars and comic books and that's no I'm a Star, Star, Star Trek, Trek. I'm, a Star Trek. Yeah, I'm a classic I mean I went yeah. through a big sci-fi phase in high school and college where I read a lot and like now yeah. I'm just kind of you know like, I don't watch a lot of sci-fi shows I watch Battlestar Galactica and I read sci-fi books I really well, read Neil Stevenson how many sci-fi, sci-fi shows, shows are there on right, like you're right. watching the sci-fi show right now Battlestar Heroes. Galactica Hero, fantasy. I never watched Star Trek though, or any of those. Like yeah, I, which is those are great. That's like that's like kind of odd. It's like, like it's almost like I uh, like when the DVDs with the new because they're doing the HD yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah. When those come out, and I buy those. It's like we're gonna sit down, and we're gonna watch all three seasons. Like that's what's gonna happen. You've got you, you could literally I, if you could see this right now. Yeah. They're both looking at me like the look that says you have no choice in this matter. You've never seen. You haven't lived till you've seen The City on the Edge Forever. Yeah, one of the best single episodes of a TV show ever. Okay, I, yeah. I believe you. That was, that was Harlan Ellison, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, and um, Liz Taylor was it Liz yeah. Taylor or Joan Collins or one of those women Joan Collins Joan Collins great episode wasn't she the writer let's no, not get into this now let's not get into this, this, this is not we've got lots of letters go. okay our next one comes from Chris from our favorite place Slough England Chris Chris from the site right Chris Yeah, it could be Chris Morley yeah, 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 yeah okay so um, one of you young gentlemen well that's where you're wrong there, <laughs> um, one of you oh, gentlemen God. mentioned that's how you just pick, how British people talk how you picked up American Virgin number one yeah I'm going back away here and weren't sure what you thought of it, and we're going to give it more issues before you pass judgment. I was in a similar position until about number five when I suddenly decided I liked it. 
mainly because the protagonist was making beautiful love to a coffin, and that was kind of funny. Anyway, did any of you stick with this book, and what did you think of it? Ready? Ready? That was the sound of me dropping a book, <laughs> which I did before issue. I and think I stopped. While I was reading, before. I was distracted as he was moving things around to prep for that. So yeah. I apologize. What, what happened? Isn't Becky drawing it now? Becky Clunan, isn't she? Oh, she has right. been the whole what time. Is, oh, she yeah. has been the whole time. Yeah. What's the problem with it? Why it sucked? I don't. I just. I just didn't care. I like. I talk about her like we know her. I was. I. You know what? I was about to point it out, and uh, I stopped. I'll, I'll call. Like, like, isn't Becky on that? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Um. What was I listening to? Somebody kept doing that Like one of the podcasts It was an interview yeah. And he kept referring To everybody in the first person It was really bugging me yeah, People he couldn't have known yeah. um, It's I, like I when just, people Root for sports teams And they say we're going to win Yeah like, Oh that drives me we nuts are gonna, the team. We are going to win um, I didn't, uh, I, didn't I don't know It was very sh- I'm not going to say It was shock value-y oh, But like no. I just I just Oh Christ The no, boys I just didn't get the point I didn't know where They were going right. with it And I got bored there was no ongoing story that I was interested in. There you That's go. fine. Okay, the next one comes from Liam. He says, You guys seem to mention a lot that you were in the same college, which I believe we just did. Uh, <laughs> although not friends at the time, if I get the story right. No, not for exactly. some of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems very rare to find any comic collectors who didn't give them up for university college, either because of cash flow or because, quote, it's not cool, unquote. <laughs> I just started university, which means he's British, and wondered how you lot, also British, Managed to keep your hobby up despite having a lot of bills and such as most students have. He could be Canadian. I'll tell you what, Liam. Liam, I got a job. Yeah, I worked. I worked. <laughs> I remember you had an Amex card in college, too. Well, I did that for that as well. But I also <laughs> worked at the library, and that, that paid for my comics yeah. and my cable. Sla- slinging food at the, at the uh, I, dining hall, paid for comics. I did not drink in college. Well, so that paid for just, beer and college. Yeah. I delivered pizza. Yeah, so we worked. We worked, Liam. And also, the not cool thing is ridiculous. None of us have yeah. ever paid attention. Clearly. That was never, yeah. Cool was never a concern, really. We made it cool. Yeah, bitches. Uh, we did. All right, The Dark Shake writes in, How do you usually get a hold of your books? Local shops or online sites such as Midtown Comics or Comical.com? What do you guys feel are the best benefits of each? Or is one truly the way to go? Myself, I'm a local comic shop hound, and I'd like to hear your take on the subject. I'm pro local comic shop. I go to the same store every week and I hang out there for 45 minutes and talk shop. Dork. Yeah. No, uh, you know what? I think it, when it, I'm in the mood, and then other times I try to sneak out. If I didn't have to do this, where I had to do the pick every time, <laughs> if I, I didn't have to do this. <laughs> no. <laughs> if I, I throw it down, I'm out of here. No. Uh, no, if I didn't have to do this, I would. I would seriously look at getting my my comics delivered like a couple times a month or something like that. That wouldn't bother me. I look forward to going. To the well, store. I think if you live anywhere near where there's no stores near you, then sure, that's yeah. the way to go. But if you have a good store, you should go. Yeah. Well, yeah. the benefit of not having a of the local the delivery places if you don't live near one. Right. The next question he had is how exactly how short is Jim Lee? Well, Dark Shake, have you seen him in person? He's knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> he's like at the lower end of five. <laughs> ah, maybe a little the hat. The hat helps him. You notice he's always he's around not the baseball. Less hat. than five feet. <laughs> he's not a pygmy. And the lifts. He's got lifts in his shoes. <laughs> I swear. You know, he was in Bob Shrek's pocket. You know what though? You can smell the money coming off of it. Yeah, you can. It actually it's like a trail. It's like, you know. Anyway. All right, so our next question comes from Danny. Um, he has one question about a comic he really likes and never before has been mentioned on the podcast and never has been picked for the pick of the week. Uh-oh. Oh. Next Wave has never been on the pick of the week, and he's wondering why, because he thinks this is the number one of the best comics ever. Warren Ellis really rocks and is giving one of his best writing. 
It's this kind of humor I really like, and I really think it deserves a pick of the week. Is anyone from you reading this comic, by the way? It's the best stuff I've ever seen from Marvel. It's completely not Marvel style as we are used to it. It belongs more in an indie corner. So that's why I'm really surprised about it, and I really like it! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Oh well. Too late. (laughs) Well, Danny, you can get make your own website and then choose it. Apparently, apparently we were right and you were wrong. (laughs) Exactly, because it's been cancelled. I I bought bought the first issue. I bought the first issue. I didn't like it. Yeah, boo. I didn't like it. I didn't even buy the first issue. I get it. He wears little shorts. Ha ha ha. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's cancelled. I fanboy one. Danny zero. This person with uh, one of those internet names, PMC Hugh one three one zero eight one says, "Hey guys, I'm a first time listener from the UK. This is the all UK page, <laughs> and I was wondering if you could, if you, if you would have to choose a side side between Iron Man's for registration and Caps against registration. This is the what side would you choose? What side question? are you on? Uh." Cap. I'm with Jarvis. <laughs> I'm with Ambushbug. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's with Cap. Wait, Ambushbug is DC. Yeah, that's, no. that's I learned joke. that because Augie won't let me not forget it. He's been on my ass since ever since that show. Ambushbug is the <laughs> Captain America. Blah, Captain blah, blah, America. Blah. How can you be for registration? JD, I was having a back and forth with my buddy Joe, and he posed this awesome question. This is better be an awesome question. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's in quotes This is confusing It makes me feel uncomfortable When characters from other Comic universes interlope Where they aren't needed That's awesome use of interlope Such as when Spider-Man Confronts the Joker And Spider-Man Batman One shot I have It's just that for the most part There are already counterparts To each other within DC and Marvel And Spider-Man has too many Fantastic villains all by himself So wha- so does Batman So why? You mean like when a mage like Teams a up with a druid? No, well, no, no, like intercompany crossover. Does it ever affect continuity within universes? I mean, you wouldn't have the FF call of Superman to defeat a Skrull invasion, and you'd have to pass on to his historical canon. Imagine if a DC Comics hero guessed it in a Marvel book and died in the Marvel universe. Have, have they ever done anything like this? Has DC and Marvel ever changed each other in a permanent way? I scanned the long boxes in my brain and couldn't remember a particular instance where this happened. There are tons of crossovers and even the whole amalgam thing, but I can't think of anything major and permanent. Well, duh. <laughs> These no. don't matter. They're no. gimmicks. Yeah, they're just fun. Except stories. when Superman boxed Muhammad Ali. Right. Here, here's something that that was in canon. There's really no such thing as canon. Yeah, there is. There is. There is. There is. There is. Yeah, but they yeah. can change it anytime they well, want true. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that means the, there isn't. Yeah, that's true. But but definitely the the, the crossovers just fun little gimmicks. They, they don't matter right. to, to story wise. They're, 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 they say, "Hey, George Perez, how many people can you put on one page?" And he goes, "I don't know. Let me see." He's actually not foreign. He's nor. He's just, he's to me, he's Sergio Aragonés. Yeah, but he's uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what my favorite crossover that was ever? What was when Top Cow had the Star Trek license and they did the Star Trek X Men books? <laughs> Those were awesome. Actually, you know what? The Those thing really we good. were talking about earlier, the Authority Aliens thing. That's in canon the Wildstorm universe. Yeah, My favorite one was um, the Superman, Spider-Man one from the early, early 80s, I think. I used to have a little digest-sized book, and I'd read it all the time. You want to know what was one of my favorite ones? Was, um, ironically, because I was talking recently about how I like Brett Booth for some reason, yeah. and I really like Backlash, and there was a Backlash-Spider-Man crossover, but it was Ben Riley. And I was <laughs> like, there's actually a crossover with Ben Riley, like Scarlet Spider. Did you guys ever read the, the abysmally horrible... Legendary Frank Miller draw, uh, written Bond. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've never terrible. read it. Oh, I have. I've heard it. First printing. I have. Really? Them, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the battering in the face is full on. Yeah, yeah. which was cool, face, but which was yeah, but still. Is it really really bad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. on. That's where he went off the rails, I think. Our, possibly. That's, that was the moment. <laughs> yeah. That was before he met Jim Lee. Um, so our next... It's not Frank's fault. It's Jim's fault. I, I, I listened to that again. It's hilarious. <laughs> Jim, Jim's taking Frank yeah. Miller down. <laughs> All right. Our next email comes from Robbie Pocatello, Idaho, uh, who's my favorite. That's not even right. He's from Pocatello, He's Idaho. from Pocatello, Idaho. Yeah. Okay. What do we think of the various animated incarnations, such as Justice League or Ultimate Avengers? His wife never picked up a comic until she saw a couple episodes in the animated Justice League. Now she reads JL of A. It's like my mom talking about it. No, that's what it's called now, actually. Justice League of America. Oh, yeah, it is. I'll always call it JLA. Yeah. And the Batman books religiously. We'll occasionally read the odd X-Men or Spider-Man book. That well, never happens. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> yeah. You, you, are, are, you are the Idaho unique. Justice League obviously was good. The Batman is good. Superman is good. I think the animated shows are great. I mean, you know, like they're Ultimate Avengers is eh, but it's it's interesting. I, I actually it was on Cartoon Network and I saw it, so I hit the TiVo thing. But I I could not make myself interested enough, and I just stopped watching. Did it. you? I feel like we talked about this. Um, cartoons and watching cartoons. We, we did and a, a couple of questions ago. There's some crossover. <laughs> um, did you read it's the GI Joe comic before you watched the cartoon? That was at the same time. No, but think back. Do you remember? I was in like five years I'm old. I'm pretty I sure remember. I saw the cartoon first. Probably. And, and, that's, yeah. and then I got interested in the comics. So what I am looking forward thing, to is know? that whole DC thing they're doing where they're adapting classic stories into the New Frontier DVD movies. That'd yeah. be good. So. Uh, all right, next next question. <laughs> Careful, buddy. I know. All right, uh, Mimi huh. says. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> your, your character now is starting to be the guy who says horrible things. I know, right? exactly. I like the name Mimi, though. Yeah. Right. I'm so excited for season two of Doctor... Here we go again. <laughs> for season two of Doctor Who, which starts tomorrow on CBC. I'm guessing it's already started. Yep, I'm Canadian. Do we have any American listeners? I was wondering if any new, with new style of Doc Darker... Doctor Who comics are being written and what you think of them if so. Next question. Dave writes in and refers to women in comic stores. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mimi. We have no Mimi, answer. Yeah, we have no... I have, inter- I've, I've never done the dark... It's, the, it's a phone booth, right? Yeah. I've, I've heard the newest version Bill and Ted. of it yeah. is, is quite good. Yeah, it's with the weird-looking guy. I think no. they're all weird-looking, aren't they? Yeah. Dave writes in, in regards to women in comic stores, I used to live in Barcelona, Spain, and there was always women, always, always, always women... And no, quote, comic geek stigma like we get out here. That's Why Euro. can't American chicks read comics like the Euro trash? Why can't they, Dave? We don't have the answer to that Should one. we get your wife in here, Josh? Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, this is man time. Sorry. Um, no, I've, I've, heard, I've heard a lot that, like, in Europe there's no stigma like yeah. there is here. Like, you grow up in Yeah, comics. but they're reading Little, little Nemo. Or well, yeah, but the, the idea—the idea being that if you're looking at somebody reading it's a comic strip a stigma, or, or a graphic novel, it's like stigma, it's yeah. just like a book. It's the same. Yeah, it's all stigma. Dave, we're we, we're with sure, you. Sure, but a guy in a Captain America shirt in France is also cool. I don't think so. Okay. Well, not in France. Well, well Captain France. Hello, it is Gucci land open for business. We're Daredevil shirt. Huh? <laughs> ah. All right. Next question comes from Steve. He, um, he noted before that he's definitely more on the Marvel side of things. His superhero choice, if you if you will, has always been Spider-Man. Even when he was younger, it's like they're confessing. There has always been something I identified with in him. I have I have been going back and reading a bunch of the trades of the classic stories, such as the death of Gwen Stacy, death of Captain Stacy. Are there any others you can recommend? Also, is there someone's run on the comic that you've enjoyed more than another? I also haven't gotten too much into the Ultimates collections. My favorite Marvel runs are anything Spider-Man, Uncanny, and Astonishing X-Men, anything Avengers, Wolverine. Jeez, he's crazy. With all of these Civil War crossovers, it's given me a chance to pick up some titles I wouldn't necessarily pick up. Any other recommendations, Marvel, otherwise you can turn me to. As for DC, I'm just reading Batman and Detective Comics. <laughs> what was the question? I don't well, know. What, what Spider-Man what? story should you go back and read? You might want to look in the 70s, the first Punisher. 
appearance, that Jackal storyline. I, I, mean, I don't think I've read a lot of. Yeah. Also, the whole Craven. The Craven, yeah, yeah Craven a lot of the Craven stuff. Supposed to be the amazing Spider-Man stuff that McFarlane drew, yeah, that was um, good. which I forget who wrote. I want to say Dave Michelini. Yes, or yes, 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 Dave Michelini. Yeah, that stuff is supposed to be pretty good. Ver- it's part, okay. Early the, Venom. The, the, yeah, early Venom um, stuff. Yeah, I really like that because Venom was pretty freaky then. Yeah, yeah, it was scary. It was kind of very scary. So before he was good, kind of. I guess people don't like him now. And he's asking for other recommendations of Marvel. And Steve, it sounds like you're buying everything. Yeah, so you're good. And you know what? In two months, everything's going to go its own way again. Yeah, and just read Thunderbolts. Keep listening to the show. We'll tell you what's going to be good as it's happening yeah Thunderbolts so. uh, that's just from Ron <laughs> <laughs> well it's got Venom in it yeah I'm not reading it uh, Drew from Atlanta says uh, do you think this is a de- long one okay well this is this is multi-part so I'm going to start at the beginning do you think uh, the Defenders Doctor Strange Silver Surfer Hulk and Namor are going to play a role in Civil War I have to admit that I enjoy the Defenders so this is a completely biased opinion but here's my two-part logic one, during the year leading up to Civil War, Marvel's been making a point to remind, quote, readers of the Defenders. While it was a humor book, the Defenders miniseries seemed out of the blue, but came right out, came out right before Civil War started. Hulk and his planet, Hulk story, Silver, I don't know, I can't even follow this. You cannot read, I'll take over. Yeah, go ahead. Basically you're saying, number one, is that right before Civil War, the, the Defenders book came out, and it happened right before Hulk went to Planet Hulk, Silver Surfer went to Annihilation, Doctor Strange with his new mini, and Namor has been prominent in the Illuminati. So that's point number one. Point number two is, as individuals, each character is, is directly tied to Civil War somehow. Hulk is on another planet kicking ass, but is no doubt going to be super pissed at the Illuminati that exiled him. Silver Surfer got power boosted and will and will and the will to fight restored by Galacticus in the Annihilation story. Galactus. I know he, he did that one on purpose. Yeah. And you from what tell. from what I understand, also found out what was done to Hulk. Am I wrong about that fact? No, you're not. You're correct. He certainly won't be happy. Obviously, Namor is already against registration and has already tried to attack Iron Man, so he certainly made a stance. And Doctor Strange has secluded himself in order to show his position against the whole Civil War altogether. He feels like, or more importantly, I'm excited that the Defenders are going to play a pivotal role near the end of the Civil War story, either bringing about the end or at least beginning of the end. We should summarize next time. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Drew, you have a great theory, and I, I hadn't thought about that. But there's, no, I, way there's no way in hell. I think what happened with the Defender series was that they they stole Giffen and Demetrius yeah, and, and Maguire from DC. They ripped off the Justice League, basically. To rip, and then basically, then Civil War happened. Yeah. Like it was, it it's was a circumstance. It's a lot of coincidence. Although you heard echoes, echoes. Although if in a couple of months from now we find out the Defenders are the end of the Civil War, we'll know where Marvel got the idea from it. It'll but the Defenders books don't sell. For one right. thing, yeah, they're yeah. not popular. Two, like I think those are just all mainstay Marvel characters, so of course they have. Well, they're historically the not 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 the Defenders. I used to like the Defenders. I love the Defenders. I I think this is. Too this is far connecting fresh. too many dots that aren't connectable. But it's cool that you, you piece yeah, them all together because nice it's work. totally viable. It's whole, yeah. I mean, yeah. like yeah, like if I didn't know what I knew, that not that I know anything, but like it would be like, oh, that makes sense. But I don't think it's going to happen. So Ryan from California writes in. So I'm new to the podcast, and I went ahead and listened to episode fifty. Ray's problem was intriguing to me. I happened to work at a comic shop in Ray's native state of California. This shop definitely has Ray, cute girls. Ray was the guy who who had the cute girl in his comic shop that he wanted to ask out. Right. right. Yeah. This shop definitely has cute girls, and I distinctly remember one of them being asked out a few weeks ago, around the same time, I believe, as Ray's first email. So if you ask somebody out at a comic shop, it gets around. Before I spoil this, how this conversation went, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Do you have any specific info on where Ray is from? Maybe some sort of rapper Matt Penn. <laughs> He's been curious to know. We don't know where Ray is from exactly. So we think that, okay, so Ray wrote in, and that there was a girl at a comic book shop that worked there they wanted to ask out, and now Ryan thinks he saw yeah, the but then Ray, Ray wrote back and saying there was another girl. There was he another was girl, and he girls. couldn't decide, and Ray never got back to us if right. he actually did Ray, anything. We are so Ryan, we don't know if you saw it. If you did, Go to the holy shit, map. that's crazy. 
That's awesome. That's better than Jimski getting recognized. Yeah, it is. Go to the Frapper map. Zoom in on your area. In see California, if Ray's yeah. got a, got yeah. a pin I mean, there. I have a pin there, but Ray... And Ray, write to... back and tell us what's going yeah. on with it. Because we're not we're... going to do that work, though. We're on, yeah, we're on the edge of our seats. <laughs> we have jobs. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Ray, please write in and tell us what happened, because Ryan wants to know. Okay. All right. So, our next email comes from Matt. He wondered if I, if Ron, me, was still following Annihilation, a book that he got started on because of the amazing cover art. Issue number three came out this week, which was several weeks ago, and had so many badass moments. Fire Lord, Fire Lord Reawakening, Super Scroll coming back to life, and things look like they'll only get better. Seriously, get Josh up to speed on it, so you have something to talk to about it. I don't think Connor would care. Maybe drop a, a small mention of it, at least. I, I, well, I, Matt... I, I don't care. Well, Matt, you, you pretty much <laughs> assumed to a T that Connor doesn't care. At first I was going to be mad he was going to be presumptuous, but then he's right. He is right. They, they know us well. And honestly, Matt, I don't think I could convince Josh to read it. I have been reading it, though, and it is indeed awesome. You could see my eyes glaze over as you were reading it. Exactly. I was like, Fire Lord... Dork. It's been re- it's been really good and it's been fun, space tastic stuff. And if you notice on ifanboy.com, I recently praised uh, Mr. Mr. Giffen's um, yes, you did. Uh, you know stuff. So um, so definitely check it out. Oh, now I have another complicated one to read. <laughs> okay, oh, and I can do it. Uh, Raf has. There's two related questions: one from Raf and one from Zach. Uh, Raf is moving to Brazil in December awesome. and wondering if we knew of any way that he could get his comics over the internet, like an international subscription or something. Uh, something like that. Comics are re- comics. They're really old. Meaning in, in Brazil, they get like comics from months and months ago, which means from 1987. They're mad at everybody, including Wizard. Uh, and honestly, I have no answer on this. If anybody knows, well, let's read the second question. Uh, and Zach says uh, he's a professional computer geek. Are you too? I am. Actually. All right, there you go. Ron is too. We've got a love match. Okay. I have been deployed for not quite two years to Iraq and Afghanistan. I won't leave New York. <laughs> <laughs> week I'm coming to you from a naval base in my favorite word Djibouti, Africa uh, anyway can you recommend some websites that ship to APO addresses with subscriptions uh, I occasionally see comics here but I was able to fo- but he, and was able to follow most of the stuff most of Bendis' Daredevil run but he's depending on us and Wizard to fill him in on what happened well, Wizard will definitely fill you in <laughs> before it even happens uh, in my geek world I missed out on everything in Civil War no there was a delay you can catch up uh, Infinite Crisis don't worry about it all of it, and it really pisses me off. Uh, I'm stationed in Europe. Well, I thought you were just in Africa. I think he's moving around. Oh, I yeah, see. He around During the letter, he moved. Yeah. Uh, and I can't find a store to get back issues, so I'd be subscribing for a long time. Zoom, zoom. Well. Forbidden uh, planet. <laughs> and apparently, what we've learned, uh, I, whoever did this, one of you two, did your homework, Comichole.com does international shipping. So, Raf and Zach, there's your answer. I don't, well, we don't know if they ship to APO... They probably do because that, that's basically shipping. Yeah. That's shipping domestically. Well, I just don't know for sure. I know right. they ship to, but well, comichole.com is just loose. Check with them. Yeah, check with them. Tell them we sent you. We don't actually operate a comic book retailing business, but they we and, we, and we since like we them. live in a metro area, we have no problem <laughs> finding comic books ever, except for 2018. Scott uh, wrote in saying he's been. I'm been curious to try Squadron Supreme, but I'm confused as to where to start. I looked it up on the net, and there are quite a few titles with similar na- names with no indication as to where to start. Can you shed some light on this? Yes. There's just that one story. Trade paperback called Squadron Supreme, written by Mark Greenwald. That's, That's all you need all to know. That's all you need to know. Everything you, else you is secondary. And, and he's in there. And, and if you can find it, <laughs> maybe on eBay, there was a version of the trade paperback that came out in the late 90s after Mark Greenwald unfortunately passed away, and his dying wish was to be cremated and to have his ashes mixed in into the ink to print the trade paperback. <sighs> and ah, smells like Greenwald. And they did it. 
and it was really kind of creepy. And once I was in a Barnes and Noble with a friend of mine, and I was telling him about that, and we're looking at the book, and he's like, "Oh wow, cool!" And then we walked around, and then we get back in the car, and he lifts up his shirt and pulls it out. I go, "I, I, I think go, you've told this ashes." Yeah, I was like, "You stole it?" And he's like, "Yeah, you said it was the guy's ashes," and I was like, "You, you should have paid for it." Yeah, so, that was rough. Yeah. All right. Um, next email comes from Danny. He heard on our podcast. It's like rumor. I heard on your podcast that Planetary is going to be a pilot. Is this true? I've been scouring the net left and right and have found no evidence of this to be true. Let me know. Thanks. I couldn't find anything on this either. Uh, did we say that? I don't think Were so. Were you drunk, Connor? I <laughs> maybe. No, Warren Ellis had a deal with Bravo. No, it was um, uh, American. Was it something else? Global frequency global sold frequency. as a pilot. Uh, sold yeah. as a development deal, and nothing. Right. Ever, I think did they shot. I think they shot the pilot. I think so because he did the report from the set. I remember yeah. reading that Michelle Forbes. And I it, believe I he signed a development deal with AMC or something like that. But nothing that. ever came from. Came well, from you're still it. working on it. No, but nothing came on the. Pl- I don't think Planetary's right. part no. of that. Planet. They would. They'd never finish it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke Alright, let's see if Josh can get through the next letter You know what? Go to hell Ooh, it's about Black Bolt uh, Matt from Denver says He was showing his girlfriend a picture of Black Bolt And he told her he was cool And it would be like a nuclear explosion If he ever opened his mouth and spoke She asked, what happens if he yawns? He would also kick your ass at that point uh, And he misspelled Connor's name On his review on podcast of iTunes Which everybody does How do I spell yeah. you? How do we spell your name? C-O-N-O-R it's Which is the only way I've ever known how to spell Connor People want to put in extra N's all the time yeah. And E's He feels totally lame And he think he got it right later um, And he wanted to know if we could do Any more reviews of movie po- movies Because we, he heard our X3 and Superman podcasts Well he wants to know if we can do special episodes oh. Of past movies which we're not going to do He also says perhaps when you have the free time Ha ha <laughs> Ha ha indeed it's, We don't have any yeah, We're definitely going to continue to do The special ones for movies that come out new, yeah. But we're not going to go back and do And discuss the hype of new movies mm. eh. <laughs> 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 Next question What's the next com- Is there another comic book movie Coming out Yeah 300 Yeah 300 Oh god Ooh. Looks awesome Ooh. Did you guys we, we, we saw The Departed the other night uh, And the trailer came on And then Did you guys feel what I felt Yeah Yes Goosebumps A little tin- yeah. tinge in the taint Really Because it was the guy Behind <laughs> me blowing on my ear <laughs> I was uh, like Who are you And he's like <laughs> Henry from South Dakota writes About six months ago I got me a copy of Batman 608 The RRP edition Off eBay that issue means a lot to me. The cover is awesome. That art got me back into mainstream comics, and Loeb and Lee just rock. My question is this. How many copies of this comic are there officially? I've read there. On eBay, there are from 200 to 500 uh, in existence, and CGC's site has about 160-plus listed. So uh. do you know officially how many there are? I tried Googling it. No such luck. Do you keep up the good work and see a Comic-Con next year? What the I hell is an RRP? I, no I think you're hanging on a different part of Comic-Con than I am. I think, I think it's like a retailer. I think it's something to do with like a limited retailer... Edition. Printing. He's why a don't you, Why don't you email DC, Henry? Go to dccomics.com and find the contact button. Yeah, this is that. about as far from our interest as you can possibly. Yeah, get. exactly. So, um, yeah, we don't we don't know about that stuff. We'd like to read the book. We do the story. I couldn't yeah. tell you anything about. None of us could tell you anything about rarity or CGC or any of that stuff. And I recommend you enjoy the comics for themselves. Yes, agreed. So, all right. Our next question comes from Nick. Um, recently, he started getting back into comics after a ten-year break. He's been thinking about getting some of the Ultimate X-Men trades. He's heard mixed reviews about it. Can you guys put my questioning to rest? Okay, we put it to rest. <laughs> Stop questioning. Done. Done. I was, I was in the store the other day, and I looked over at the Ultimate X-Men, and they were on, like, volume... A lot. Oh, yeah. 17 or yeah. something. So was Ultimate Spider-Man, just, yeah. Nick, just fucking do it. 
Just buy one. If you like they're, it, buy the second good. one. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, or you can go to your local library and take, take one out there, that's a good and try then it you out. can just yeah. try it There's out. There's a lot of good good people who have been on the old, like they get, they good got people. Kirkman and Brian K. Vaughn. Miller, Bendis. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten a lot yeah, of talent no. on there. Although it seems to be where the talent goes to flounder a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, they don't really do that well on it. But um, check it out. You know, go, I like the library suggestion. Go to the library, go to the library, get the first one if you like it, then you can get some more. Yeah, Totally. All right, I'm um, not reading this next one. So, so the next <laughs> one comes from Nate from Canton, Ohio. Well, it's three questions. Why don't yeah, we break it up into three? Lot, Whatever. Yeah. I you do the first up. one. Do the first I'll just one. answer things. All right. So the first question is mostly for Ron and Connor because of the circumstances at the time. How much did it cost to go to the San Diego Comic-Con? A ballpark figure would be great seeing how we came from New York and he'd be coming from Ohio. He's interested in an estimate for airfare and hotel and possibly food and other non-show <laughs> purchases. <laughs> he really wants to go, but I kind of need to guess on how much to save. You know what kind of freaks me out is that he like knows the difference. He's like, well, Josh, you were only coming from L.A. Right, so you just drove down. Well, here, here's the deal, Nick and uh, Nate. Um, I think round trip airfare we found for like like about three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars is about what we look for. Yeah. Hotel, we're not going to comment because we have unfortunately, well, fortunately, we're lucky to have a hotel hookup. So. But tell you what, if you haven't booked your hotel by now, you can get one. Well, no, they haven't opened up yet. I mean, they'll they'll look in January or February. Go to comiccon.org or comic-con.org. Comic-con.org, and you can book a hotel through them, but it opens it up on a certain rate. day at a certain time. You need, you need to be online when that happens because to get it's the a, hotel room. it's it's like kiss ticket. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In 1978, food and f- who wants to know food uh, and non-show purchases. Honestly, I would. I would set aside. Well, the thing is, the hotel is probably going to be about 200 a night, depending on how many nights you go. So that's 800 dollars easy. The best bet: get the, like eight guys. Get yeah. get your buddies. That's what, yeah. yeah. that's what we did. That's, and you can yeah. get you know food. You, you just, there's really expensive nice don't, restaurants. There's cheap restaurants. Yeah. yeah. And don't go to Cheetahs. And don't go to That's a very good advice So moving on uh, The second question Is for Josh that and Connor That was your best segue ever um, You guys were big Gotham Central fans And didn't mind That the ending Of the series Left things open Well did you happen To read the three part Crisis aftermath The Spectre no. That wrapped up The biggest storyline no. no That being the outcome Of the whole Crispus Allen murder By Jim Corrigan No, no. If you did not read it, well, it sucked, and it was just awful. Pretend, yeah, that. pretend you know nothing of its existence. Don't, you don't know anything. If you did read it, how do you feel about a great story being wrapped up by someone else, Will Pfeiffer, and done so badly? Never happened. It. All right. Third, for Ron, me... He just recently started. Well, let me read it for you. Okay, fine. Third for Ron, I've just recently started buying Uncanny X-Men, and other than Astonishing, which I only bought because of Whedon. I've never been into the X-Men, mostly DC guy. What storylines would you recommend someone starting out liking the X-Men? Other than Dark Phoenix and Days of Future Past, which I did read when I picked up Essentials Volume 1 and 2. Anything classic or recent? Yes. I would look into the Fall of the Mutants storyline in the early 200s. I would look into the Extinction Agenda in Uncanny X-Men 270-ish range. You're freaky. What? You're just calling them out of your yeah, brain. No. <laughs> he wanted to know what were good stories. I, know, I'm I would look into page, I would, page fifteen of issue two. I would look into Inferno, which was a lot of fun. But keep in mind that Extinction Agenda and Inferno and Fall of Mutants crossed over with X Factor and New Mutants and those other books. I think Rob Liefeld um, drew some of that too. Uh, not Inferno. That was Sylvester. Um, Liefeld might. Liefeld was on Extinction Agenda. He was on New Mutants at the time. So. Would you recommend the '90s reboot era? What 90s? Like um, I don't know what you're talking about. When X Men when they started the X Men book, Adjectiveless X Men. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, the, the very beginning of Adjective Listening was, was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Lee and Claremont were on. So. You would not recommend like the, the Grant Morrison run. No, I would not. Stay away from the stay away from the new omnibus that came out. Awful. Not canon. Alright, so um, finally he wants to know if any of us are reading Justice. I am. He doesn't recall hearing anything about it. That's because Connor's reading it. We don't care about him. That's right. No, I'm just kidding. It's one of the best comics out there for superheroes. It's got a great story that harkens back to the classic era of DC without feeling silver agey. And well is great, great art. Plus it comes out on time every other month. 
Connor, do you uh, agree? Well, I don't know. That's true, but it, it is a really fun book. It's it's, um, it's lame. That's Alex Ross playing it. in the Silver Age. I dropped it. You did drop it. I dropped it. I started buying the first couple issues and I dropped it. This latest issue was was really really good. I have an unreasonable distaste for Jim Kruger. Yeah. I don't know why. Because he did FX. I know. I hated it. Peter Parker. I hated it. Fat Peter Parker was great. And I think it's because I think it's because Jim Kruger reminds me of Costanza's boss at Kruger. Oh, Kroger. Kroger. No, no, it was Kroger. No, it was it Kroger. Wasn't Kroger. It wasn't Kroger. It was Kroger. Well, did his dad call him Kroger? Somebody Possibly, called him Kroger. But it was Kroger. Remember the, the, the cleaning company that yeah, cleaned yeah. the sides of buildings and stuff? That was, you know, anyway, so. I'm, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm imagining the person listening to this going, what the fuck are they talking about? Because <laughs> exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. I felt Kroger. All right. Yeah, well, it's, I like it a lot. I think it'll read better in a trade form. He did, he did a really good... Oh, well, or the hardcover they're putting out every four issues. Right, well, that's... Like, to rip you off. Basically. But it's, it, it's been really fun. It's been a great Silver Age, Silver Age tale. The latest but issue... I'm not the latest issue for fun. <laughs> it's work, I know. <laughs> the latest issue featured some Teen Titans, and it had, like, every every hero. And really? And seeing oh, Alex okay. Ross doing was cool. Okay. All right. I'll do. I'll do. I'll try it. Oh, this one's going right. to be fun. Good luck. Alex from uh, Wenham, Massachusetts said the... Do it, do it as a main voice. Hold on. He can barely read the, the emails <laughs> it is. I know you, well, no, you know what? This might actually help. Like, <laughs> all right. But one issue I wanted to raise was that on the last podcast, Connor, I'm pretty sure, said he didn't like Dan Slott. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy. I, I personally am a big fan of Slott and his find his work, especially in the She-Hulk, to be very entertaining and fun. And I just wanted to know a bit more about why Connor isn't a fan. Okay, before Connor responds, I'm going to guess that Connor has no opinion of Dan Slott as a writer and purely passes judgment on him because of Don Slott, the Yankee player of the 80s. Yes. It's a trick he learned from you, though. <laughs> what? Hating something for something Oh, that yeah, for no apparent reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, I learned it from watching you, all right? I'm sorry about the drugs. Um, I, I Where did you get this stuff? <laughs> I'm going to grow a really cheesy mustache. Dan Slott... <laughs> Um, he, he's got a very small but very loyal fan base which I respect because they, they're very loyal to him no matter what he does but he rep- is good. He represents a storytelling style that I just have no connection to whatsoever <coughs> it's very lighthearted. it's very um, Marvel throwback-ish yeah throwback you know, Marvel though I'm DeFalcon I really prefer <laughs> yeah, yeah. comics to be written more you know, come from a more, more dark and realistic place yeah, understood. No, I, and I, just, I think it's. I think you. I, it's, that's no. That's why I don't like him. I don't like his throwback style. Of, no, but I, I mean, you don't need all your comics to be dark and horrible. No, but that's I like not, him to be grounded in, rea- in a in a he likes more to be realistic place. I think that there's a there's I a like way Batman, to write. Like there's, there's a way to write scripts like that are that are realistic. It's sort of a more modern story, it's a cinematic kind of feel almost. And, and Dan Slott stuff feels like classic. He, I feel like when I read, his, read something he's written, it's like watching a cartoon. Mm-hmm. What did Don Slott play? Catcher. So that's why I'm not a big fan of his. I don't begrudge anyone for being a fan of it. Ron likes his She Hulk, but I just don't. I tried to read it after Ron picked it as pick of the week, and I was like, this is not for me. I got it. Hold on there, buddy. Oh, we're still still, still in Maine. It's Alex from Massachusetts. I can't do a Boston accent as well, so I'm just going to do Portland, and you'll have to deal with it. Tommy. (laughs) Hell of a way down to living. Finally, (laughs) you're messing me up, you bastard. Finally, there's the Moon Knight live-action show coming soon. I don't think that Moon Knight, of all characters, should have been chosen to get a TV. It's not coming soon. (laughs) There are so many interesting characters that Marvel could have gone with. The question is, what character do you think would translate best into a live-action TV show? Well, first of all, it's not coming soon at all. Well, whatever. It's it's, it's closer than than fucking um, Brother Voodoo. Do you know how... Everything has had a development deal signed for it. This has had a development deal. You know one character I think doesn't have it who would be perfect? Wendigo. <laughs> Could you imagine a show about Wendigo? It'd be like it'd be like MacGyver. Or the See, the big furry guy from Alpha Flight. 
No, that's Sasquatch. Oh. Wendigo is the big white furry guy yeah. who just goes, Wendigo! And then... He should fight Solomon Grundy. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Who would translate best in a live-action TV show? I just told you, Wendigo. Well, besides Wendigo. They oh. should do a show about Blade. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so um, I, don't, I don't know if I have an answer for that. U.S. agent. You really don't know until you... Ugh, it's really Cloak and Dagger. I think Cloak and Dagger would be a good show. Here's the thing. I, I think fans, no matter what you do, you got to take somebody who isn't... Who, where being part of the Marvel Universe isn't such a huge part of his character. Because if you have somebody who depends on the rest of the Marvel Universe, it's not going to work because they can't do all that. But And also, if you have somebody who has preconceived notions. I mean, how, like, if they try to do a Spider-Man show, everybody thinks about Spider-Man. Perhaps somebody who doesn't wear all white. Yeah. Basically, anybody not wearing a costume. Yeah. Or anybody you can get away with not doing a costume. In that that way, Moon Knight kind of works. Yeah, no. I I mean, I don't think it's the pajamas. It's not going to work. Remember, it was like that... Are you schizophrenic? I will give you each five dollars if this show ever gets filmed. It'll get filmed if it gets. I don't necessarily. No, it's just right, so. they've even written a script. Remember the, the Bruce, deal. Remember the Bruce Wayne one? Yeah, I mean that was great. supposed to be a fantastic script. Didn't even go into print. Yeah. So. Oh, he, finally, it says his three buddies listen to the show as well, and he would oh, like. Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, we give a big shout out to his buddies who listen to the podcast. There's uh, Jesse, Shay, and Matt. Oh, he's also known as the Prince. So there, he got a he got a shout out there, buddy. Alright They're like This doesn't sound like us at all So let's move on We're, all, we're in the home stretch here um, Alright uh, Next email comes from A guy named Nate um, Who's the one who called On voicemail in the first week And asked if we um, With Tony Stark remember? If we like Tony Stark No if yeah. we did the show Like Tony Stark Oh if we did the show Remember like naked Stark. and oh, yeah, oils so on each other I'm naked right now um, I see that We answered this question earlier Back on the San Diego Comic Con So I'm gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Nate um, Alright our next email Comes from Will From the Deep South Also known as Sixgun On ifanboy.com You know what It sounds like we didn't prepare But we prepared for this More than for any of weeks, them I know He's got three quick questions For you guys One What do you think of Wolverine Origins I bought the first arc But it's but the quality has declined so much I dropped it with issue number six It's penciled by Steve Dillon Who I know you guys liked in Preacher But his art doesn't seem To fit a Wolvie book Ron you only want to buy it I'm still buying it because because, I, because of blind faith loyalty to no Steve good? Dillon, it's not very good. Is it the honestly. writing or the art? It's a uh, little little from column A, little from column B. Really, Steve Dillon, Dillon. Well, Steve, well, interesting theory from the guys at Isotope in San Francisco um, that they shared with me that they said, "What if Steve Dillon is doing this like as a joke? <laughs> like he know he's just like, yeah, hey, I'll draw Wolverine, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> pop, pop, yeah, exactly, chug, chug. Exactly. So I kind of go with them. All right. So um, I've heard it's terrible. It's bad. Like you, you really want me to do this? Alright mate yep. Give me um, a six pack of picks So his second question is He wants to get a good Neil Adams trade pa- uh, TPD Trade paperback <laughs> He meant TPD But he's a typo For Christmas Which one would, he, would we Green suggest? Green Lantern, Green Arrow Green, Hard traveling heroes Or conversely I would say X-Men Visionaries Neil Adams Collecting his X-Men Probably source. cheaper Probably cheaper Because it's paperback You can get a paperback Of the, of the you King can. Oh, you Green can? Arrow Yeah but there's yeah. a Green well, Arrow Why would you if you Green, get a hardcover Green Lantern Green Arrow collection From DC that is awesome I believe so. did he, is there, there must be some Batman work in him Yeah but I don't, I don't I know Off the top of my head that it's it's not like, it or not. Oh no they did They After Green Arrow Green Lantern came out They did a slip, a slip Oh yeah you're they right did. They did I definitely Anything remember Anything by that his, Is fan-fucking-tastic fan, yeah. So And his last question is Are any of us still buying Checkmate Yes Love three. It. I love the last yeah. issue. Yeah. Issue n- number seven was the best yet, you, you, but you neglected to mention it on the well, cast. We can't mention everything. We don't talk about the good things on the podcast. We no, can't mention not. every book. There's I a lot know, of books. Yeah. Checkmate is good. So, what uh, do you want from us, man? You got uh, jobs. All right, our next that's question. What, that's what the website's for, by the way. Yeah, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't come up on the podcast, you go there and, and you, do that. And do that whole website thing. The thing yeah. where you're typing and the clicky, words clicky. come up on the screen. 
I right. can't type. I don't have uh, fingers. Our next question comes from <laughs> um, Andy from Boston, Mass. And I'm not doing an accent because I can't. Tommy. Um, he heard on the podcast. You can only say one name. <laughs> I know. That's all I can say. He heard on the podcast. Hey, and I can say hell of a way down to living. Wait, I can do it like Kennedy. I uh, heard in the podcast that you uh, picked up Justice League Heroes. Actually, it's Quimby. Yeah. yeah I'm going to keep yeah. going. How is it? I'm not sure about uh, how I feel about picking it up. After playing X-Men Legends, I'm a little skeptical to play another superhero game that is not Ultimate Alliance. Uh, granted, this isn't a video game review site, but uh, I feel your opinion uh, could be taken into consideration. Let me explain what went, went into that purchase of Justice League Heroes for Connor for his birthday. Right. I'm standing holding Justice League Heroes in my right hand and, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance or whatever in my left hand. That's not a hard call for him. Yeah, exactly. Connor's a DC guy. I knew that he, while he might enjoy Marvel Ultimate Alliance on a whim... No, I would have enjoyed it. It's just, yeah, it's just clearly that's you the want way to go. You want to be Batman. Absolutely. Yes. And has a safety Even though when you and I played, you were Batman and I was Superman. I know. And then we kept on switching and we didn't know how. <laughs> I, would, I would like to be Green Lantern. You can be. You can. Unlock that for me. In us. fact, I have where I am at the game right now is Green Lantern. So if you but go in there and play, you right can't now. bring your lock, your your save games on your uh, Xbox. Though. I'm sorry. I have a memory card I can lend to you. Oh jeez, losers! All right, so that's why um, we're so not gamers, though, and no, I don't think that you should respect our opinion. Well, no, I think no, I think it's fair. I mean, it's, I think a, it's a fun button masher. It's not too hard. It's yeah. well, the guys playing on easy because I'm old. Exactly. So, so I, d- I don't want the challenge. I just want to see the things. Yeah, I want to hit things with Batman. I don't need to be run hard. Really fast like the Flash. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so next email comes from Craig. Um, Did we answer his question? We haven't yes. played the other one. We've only yeah, played the well, one. Yeah, he is. He's. I don't know. He's. How is it? We liked Good. it. It's, it's fun. fun. It was fun. It's a lot like X Men Legends, though, Andy. So if you didn't like X Men Legends, it's just X Men Legends with DC characters. It's like so. the old Simpsons game with DC. <laughs> All right, our next email comes from Craig. Um, he likes us. Cool. Um, thank you. Um, we like you. He apologized if we if we've answered this already. All right, so whatever. His, his main question is, why do we dislike or avoid Wizard Magazine? This question. <laughs> we, we have answered it. Basically, he thinks it gives comprehensive previews throughout the comics industry. He thinks oh, a lot shit. of the articles are fluff, and, their staff never, and the staff never comes out and seems to bash anything. Basically, what he says is, it, it's, it's, it's not that great, but it's the best we've got. Well, he's saying it's the only thing we've got. Right, which is true. No, yep. there's Comics Journal, and there's... That's different, yeah. though. That's but not, it's, it's still something. But it doesn't cover... They don't cover Marvel and DC. Right, but it's still a comic... I mean, Marvel and DC is on the whole industry. Well, no. it, it, if, it's, he's it's buying, if he's buying Wizard, chances are... <laughs> so, um... The, the, you know, the, th- the, thing, the thing about it... I mean, I'm quick, the only one out of the three of us who buys it every month, um, and Josh only buys it when we're in it, and Connor doesn't. I didn't actually pay oh. for it. I wouldn't. I had somebody oh, nice. else buy it. Um, but anyway, so... The, I had somebody else buy it for me. The reason why I buy it is that every once in a while there's one article that's like, you know, it's a pretty good article. But, you know, he, you know, Craig hit the nail on the head. They never bash anything. Mm-hmm. They never say, this is awful. They're never as honest as, oh, I don't know, some young fellows who have no ties to the industry <laughs> might. <laughs> um, Still no ties. <laughs> one year later and counting. <laughs> but... Um, but you know, but that's that's the nature. I mean, so there, I guess in terms of publishing, you know, there's some te- you know some people try to be honest and some people try not to you know piss in the pool that pays them. So in that alliteration, it's uh, sophomoric. Yeah, it's, it's a humor um, sophomoric. Yeah, so. but it perpetuates really the worst so stereotypes of a comic reader. Uh, um, I mean, the thing is, like, when you say there's nothing else, there's no other magazine, but there's a billion places on the internet that that do that job and better. Yep. So I mean, even like you, you know, there's our website for the kind of stuff we talk about. But like, you know, Newsarama covers just about everything. Any inter- interview you want is going to be on our website somewhere. And honestly, I mean, we don't feel. I mean, we, maybe we bash it a little more than we should, or we. No, feel, well, I mean, not enough, in my opinion. All right. Well, uh, okay. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I was trying to take the high road. No. So. 
we'll just hang no, out in the slums yeah. in yeah, they, crime you know, alley with you they were listening to the show at one point they were like this is pretty good we should probably call these guys and sponsor them and then all of a sudden they're like whoa what you what that guy said fuck <laughs> <laughs> them click <laughs> All right, our next email comes from our buddy Cameron in reaction to last episode, where he says, Damn you, Frank Cho. I blame my stupidity on misinformation, but feel okay because Ron didn't get it until reading my email the fourth time over. This is the guy who confused Jim Lee and Frank Cho. Ha, ha, ha. But Cameron does say congrats on making it to 54 episodes, and he'll be listening to the next 54. Although after that, screw you guys. I won't care anymore. <laughs> That's a, that's our kind of my family. This, this is the last show. <laughs> that's it. We're done. We're packing it up. This is like Cerebus. Yeah. A year ago, we said let's do it for a year yeah, exactly. and then just walk away. Exactly. We're gonna go out on the high. On the, so I have to kill the these note. two. <laughs> that was a lot of questions. Yeah. That was too many questions. What were we thinking? I don't know, but I think we need to apologize to the listeners. Why? A lot of questions, not a lot of good answers. Yeah, the quality wasn't really there. People call up and think we know everything about comics. That's the big thing about the show. We're just like you, except that we we have microphones. (laughs) Really, like we don't get to buy everything. Yeah, nobody sends us anything for free. They won't even talk to us. No, they won't. (laughs) They see us at convention with the camera. They run away. It's been one year. If you work for a comic book company, let us know. We're just curious. You know, a lot of the other guys, they seem to know people in comics. Not us. Not us. Nope. They don't even know us. Occasionally, they fool us. They're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, we read your show. We'll call you." Nothing, nothing. Read your show. That we might see, be the problem because yeah. we're reading the show. You're tired. I can yeah, tell. you're sleepy. We're sleepy, I fanboy. <laughs> anyway, so um, so that wraps up the year end um, extravaganza. So it's been a year, boys. What the hell happened? I a year. I honestly podcast. feel like we just started so, doing this. So 2005, I wasted on World of Warcraft. Yes. And 2006, I wasted on you. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. By nice. you, he means me and Ron, not you, the listener. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. He... Think about that. That's a, that's no, a I... lot of. That's a lot of podcasting. It is a lot of podcasting. That's I mean, fun. Yeah. It's not like. Wait, sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, we're getting punchy. That's good. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. For, yes, for thank you. Year. I mean, honestly, you know, it's kind of like if if three guys recorded a podcast and nobody listened. Then it would be boring. And you, There's a lot of those podcasts too. Yeah, there are, but you all have have you showed up and you listened and you asked for more and you got angry. And you participate and you, yelled, and you, and you make you it better. And you, you made the show better. Yes, you, you know, like it's weird because at first we started doing letters and we we're like, God, I, I I hope we keep getting enough letters to do. Th-. And this was not a problem. No, and then <laughs> we had the voicemail, and then we get you know same thing with the voicemail. And every single day we get like letters from people all over the place, and every single one of them starts out with except for two. Uh, you know, we really love the show. Thanks for doing it, and and that's that's really cool. And honestly, that's the reason why I think we we lasted a year. Yeah, yeah. we got the such great feedback from all you folks and all the regulars at iFanboy.com. You guys, you do, you guys don't. Realize how important you are to us because yeah. you know, it's not it's true without getting yeah. fat. You have no mental. idea how much you've yeah. cost our individual companies. <laughs> Ixnay, my boss listens. A, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. I don't. I don't even read the site, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> he really, he really doesn't. Uh, Although sometimes you refer to it, you'd be like, "Can you believe what he said?" I'm like, "What the thing he said?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I, I do read. It's the I site. lurk. I'm a lurker on my own site. That's weird. I think that's it okay. Yeah, it's okay. Someone's got to. So, but um, but yeah, no. But thank you everybody who listens and who wrote in and, and uh, who subscribed and all that sort of and wrote such great stuff about us and iTunes and Podcast Alley and stuff like that. Keep doing it, folks who donated. Yep. 
Yes, I mean, especially you, the folks who donated. Thank you very, very much. We like you more. Yeah, exactly, yeah. than I mean, everyone else. You're our favorite. Please. Really. There's no contest with that. It's um, not like we tell them they're our favorite, and then we say, no, you're our favorite. No, you really are our favorite. <laughs> I mean, like, but it's funny, because if you think back, like, we did the site for, this is the retrospective mushy part, in case you're like, what the hell are they talking about? You think back, we started this site in 2000. It says all over our banners. Because yep. um, we're really proud of that. And then we didn't. We are because we didn't. We never quite quit. Yeah, no, there were true. there we were times. Up. Yeah, you it can was, go back and see years of picks of the week where just like I commented on Connor's pick. I'm right. like, hey, good book. <laughs> that was it? Or Ron drew a pick of the week. Yeah. Um, but then we started the podcast really inanely. I mean, you're just like, want to do this? Okay, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that's and, essentially what I would just. I was like, I want to do a podcast. Okay, so, that sounds fun. And yeah. then and then really. Quickly, we started getting a little bit of response, and we were blown away by it at that point. Now there's like you know, ten times as many people listening as then, and 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 uh, it's really cool. It's fun. And so much has happened. Like we, you know, we went to San Diego. We've been to San Diego before, but like this year, we we mattered. Yeah, well, <laughs> to us, <laughs> to ourselves, <laughs> to some people. But um, uh, you know, we got to meet so many people. We got to we did the great video, the Kirkman thing, man. Yeah, that's that like cool. the best thing that's ever happened. You told me, you told me about it, and okay. I was like, yeah, I missed it. Yeah. And we saw the video, and that was great. And and just, uh, but there's more it's to come. Been a wild, wild ride. No, seriously, I mean, if you go back a year from now, Con- you know, Connor and I tend to watch our download numbers like hawks and. <laughs> And we would giggle at you know like a hundred people downloaded it, and now it's that you hundred people downloaded in minutes, which yeah. is amazing. So it's fascinating around the world too. Just look on the Frapper map. I was looking it's at it today, crazy. actually, to see that we actually have and that we got people in Africa. We've we got all those letters from yeah. people in the UK. Well, the funniest thing is, exactly. is we're huge in Belgium. Is it's a year later, and I'm still I'm, I'm still amazed people like it. Yeah. Like I'm still, I still. We hate it. Yeah, I hate it. you guys, <laughs> motherfuckers. But you know what? Can I say something? I think we fought less this year <laughs> because of the podcast. Sure, you keep thinking that. You just go right ahead and keep. You, you know what that. that means? What? That means they're mad at me. <laughs> Listen, Josh, we actually wanted to talk to you. Connor and I have been talking. So we're gonna have a contest next year. Yeah. Phil, Josh, is empty slot. We we need a host. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. Um, no, you're, but you're in my house. One year later, we I think this has made us better. Me. Comics was made com- reading comics more fun. Made, totally, it's made Josh a better comic reader. That's it's because sure. a year ago, a year ago, he was on the ropes. To be honest with you, me and Connor like we're actually Josh doesn't know this, but we're like, geez, he doesn't really buy much anymore. <laughs> and like, his, and when he does, he just complains. And now a year later, it's like I think you buy more than I do. So it's I'm, I, yeah, I was getting kind of bored, and yeah. I think that that. That's one of the reasons that people listen because you're bored. No, because They're honestly, bored. like comics, you can read comics and enjoy it, but really, the other fun it's, part it's of it, the integration. About it. Yeah. That's it, why we started by fan but interaction, really. not integration. Interaction. I like integration. Okay. Integration yeah. now, segregation never. Just him, say. So no, I mean, a, a lot of it is that you know, a lot of people, you know, like we were talking about local comic store ordering online. A lot of people don't. Ha- I mean, I've been lucky to have the local comic store where I can go and hang out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have that around the world, and so this we're providing that. And that's cool. So yeah, I'm cool. down with that. So however, um, the other the opposite side of it is that I can't talk about comics with you guys anymore. Yeah, save it. Save, save it for the podcast. Ugh, that's like the, like the one thing. Did you read it? Don't, don't, don't talk to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like we can't. We can't have, we have spoilers with our own lives. It's definitely been a big year for comics, and that's yeah. very cool. And ultimately, and on a personal note, for you know, it's the three of us, and we were friends before this, and, and I think this has made us better. We're friends. We're way better friends. We're way now, better yeah. friends now. So. Uh, oh, I say the same <laughs> thing, and, and you look at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> and then, I'm the asshole. I'm the, <laughs> asshole. I'm the asshole. Can you show me where the high school girls hang out? <laughs> I can. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was wrong. A no. lot of levels. <laughs> so, but anyway, so it's been it's been a good year for our fanboy, and hopefully, 2007 will be another I, one. I'm positive it's going to be even better. 2006. Awesome. 
So, um, so before we head out, we have a little special treat for y'all. Um, we teased it uh, a couple of weeks ago when we actually solicited the mem- the folks who post on ifanboy.com for them to chime in. But Josh has worked very, very hard over the past couple of weeks, and we now present to you the iFanboy Year One Highlight Reel. Well, that's that's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy. And hope you enjoy it as much as we Thanks. enjoy listening to Thank- it. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. Grazie, prego. Thank you. Oh, that, that hurts my ears when you do that. Yeah, well, it hurts everybody else's ears when you say just about anything in another language. <laughs> Manga. <laughs> Roll tape. Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 34. Horror. <laughs> Carter wrote in asking if there's a picture of what we look like on the site because two two thirds of us sound hot. All right, first of all, can you can you send a more divisive email? I mean, it's, it's hard enough to hold the three of us together without us splintering into angst and rage against each other on a weekly basis. But now you're going to tell us only two of us sound hot and one doesn't. And then there's a guy behind him that looks like a shark man. Is this the same shark man from the Green Lantern series that we recently read? No. So there are multiple shark men running around the DC Universe. That's your problem, right there, with the DC Universe. Connor right now says that if you don't like this book, he'll send you $2 back. I did not say that. He asks, if the Juggernaut was still in possession of the Crimson Gem of Satorak, couldn't he totally kick Superman's ass, since one, he has to be comparable in power, and two, his powers are magic-based? There's nowhere to run in prison. No, there isn't. But uh, There's, There's three walls and a mean man at the other side. One year later is next year. And at 50, 52 is now. Yeah, well, it's not. It's it's also in a comic book. But, like, why is Alan Scott not in his Green Lantern costume? See, he's in thing. charge of Checkmate now. Did you read But 52? he's in 52, no. and he's in his... Car- 52 yeah, he's in his is last year. I will say this, Josh, that Ron and I had a good time watching you talk to Jeff Loeb. Yeah, that was fun. Watching you go, watch, going, oh, he doesn't want to be talking to Josh. Oof. He wants to get out of there. Look at that. He wants to go. He, I think Jeff Loeb. I think I did my awkward talking to thing with Jeff Loeb, where I was th- where I was getting. I think he was sitting next to Dave Gibbons oh, yes. to do sketching, yes. and I just went, "So, Commando," <laughs> and he just and he just kind of nodded and went, "Yep." Well, they're still persisting with this Jason Todd's alive thing. Uh. Just real quick, why is he alive? Don't know. I was reading the interview with Judd. He said the why's are not the important thing. It's the story. So wait, that's not Judd, the important Judd? thing. Everyone's gonna know why Robin is back alive and how. Um, I only had one kind of pie, but I had three pounds of risotto. Yeah. <laughs> three pounds? I think th- th- I, in one I setting? Just about three Are pounds, they rolling yeah. you from the table to a, a sort of <laughs> oh, bed? so good, though. Power Girl just looks awful. Look, every... Power Girl has really big boobs. What are you going to do? Right, no, but but the thing is, I've seen them drawn before, and the way he drew them... I don't think they're real. <laughs> <laughs> Power Girl has implants? She's had some work done. Yeah, she has Kryptonian a... implants. If the three of us walked through the siege perilous and woke up being the judges on American Idol, who do we think would become who? That's the best question ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I think we have to explain to Josh what the siege perilous is. Can you explain to me what American Idol is. He's sort, so, of, uh, he's sort of a pansy in the X Men books. Who Wolverine? Yeah. In the which book? I don't know. I don't read them. That's... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It hasn't really gone anywhere. We're issue three, and Batman, Batman, and Dick Grayson are still in the car driving to the Batcave <laughs> while they're making the fifteen thousand mile journey to the Batcave. All this other stuff is going on <laughs> through land, sea, and air. Yeah. <laughs> Something about guys telling guys that they're hot—that's a little weird. But I don't know. okay, okay again, stop talking. <laughs>
<laughs> Jesus. I'm supposed to be the big sort of coming out of Wonder Woman, and I thought, well, maybe they'll... She's gay? <laughs> She's gay too? Oh. No. Yes. We are dialing Josh. Watch him not pick right. up. Hello. Hey, Josh. We're on? on. Hey, it's Ron and Connor. We're here. We're doing the podcast, man. What's up? Oh, this is like a radio. I know, show. It totally is. <laughs> Only I was some sort of interesting guest. <laughs> I love the fact that our first special guest is one of our hosts. <laughs> How many comments of Dark Hawk number one do you have? I uh, have 25. <laughs> Still? Good night, everybody. <laughs> And unfortunately, Josh, uh, who is normally with us, could not be with us this week. So me and Connor are going to try to make it our make it on our own. We're in trouble. I know we are. We're doomed. There will be no humor whatsoever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and we are not joined by our compatriot Josh, who is normally with us. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback from people saying that they couldn't tell Josh and Ron apart. So we figured, why do we need both of them? Just exactly. Just, so just we one, fired him. Just one guy. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And unfortunately, Ron Richards could not be here with us this week, so we're going to soldier on without him. But I fed Deeply boy. missed. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes not. <laughs> and Connor via telephone. Hi. Connor's having some technical difficulties at home, so we're doing it old school, right? Oh, it sucks. Connor on line one. <laughs> first Long time, time listener, first time caller. <laughs> like, he's, he's sort of got the run of, of the Do Avengers you... side of the universe. Not to nitpick, but do you know anything about Marvel history? <laughs> and he says, like a very fine wine or cheese, the podcast just gets better with age, which is okay, thank you. Even without Ron this week, who I am partial to because he seems to be much more Mar- Marvel-based like me, he goes, the show still ruled. In fact, you may be stronger without him. <laughs> Jim, in the matter of two sentences, you tell me that you tell us that I'm your favorite and then that they're better off without me. What's up with that? As much as I would love to read everything that people recommend, there's not enough pennies and there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Um, I, I, those, those sound like excuses to me. You know what? I, I added it up. <laughs> <I'm> Wah! Wah! <laughs> Are you getting sick again? No, it's, I feel a lot better. It just, oh, I got I coughed all over the monitor. Um, <laughs> there's, there's literally a page with swastikas all over it and, like, Joseph Mengele. Mengele? Mengele. Mengele, whatever. Mengele. <laughs> he would be much less threatening if he was named Mengele. Hey, Mengele. <laughs> hey, Hello, how are you? Excuse me. <laughs> Back in the 80s, um, Atlantis attacks and, um, you know, the, the Asgard war and things like that, because it was... I believe it's Asgard. Asgard is a whole other kind of thing. <laughs> That's a good point. Is it Asgard? Yeah. Asgard. Yeah. Basically, if there's, if there's only one hardcover, you're going to ever go out and buy. <laughs> if you see one movie this year... <laughs> If you only see one play, make sure you see cats. Ugh. <laughs> You're like an old lady sometimes. <laughs> if you if you visit one convention this year, <laughs> and it's important to note that the the donations won't go to beers and strippers. Exactly. It, every, we have a lot of good ideas. We spend wait, a lot wait, of time wait. Brains, what? What if we're in San Diego? Does that count as a business trip? That's a gray area. Which we're <laughs> <laughs> well, it's out on hardcover, but who buys hardcover? Rich um, people. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. So, every week we take a look at all the comics that come out and read them and review them. And not all of them. Not all that of them. That would be ridiculous. Uh, a, a select few. No one can afford that. But rich exactly. people. Uh, Ooh! Stop, but you know who goes to Europe? Come on. Connor, who goes to Europe? Rich people. Rich people! <laughs> it just makes me a little sad, that's all. You know, It's, it's a, one of my favorite characters, and now he's going away. Ring, ring, hello? Yeah, it's Ron. I'm, I'm not going to be able to come in this week. Wally. 
I, I can't talk about it. Um, but in a few months, the regular issue's going to come out. And I don't know what happened then, but I guess until then, I'll, I'll be at home if you need me, but... No, it's fine. Thanks. Click. <laughs> I put the Smiths back on, and then I just kinda, you know, get back in bed and just kind of... Put your flash shirt on. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing... It's uh, just encrusted with filth because you won't uh, bathe or change. Hey, Ron, do you want to go for a run? No, it's too painful. <laughs> um, but I don't think I've read a single bad word about this book anywhere, so... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Crap. <Sorry>. Balls. <laughs> Anyway, so after reading my four and a half books, I ended up choosing X-Men The End, book three, Men and X-Men, issue number one. That's really complicated. (laughs) It's a really complicated title. And I was really leaning towards picking um, the the final issue of X-Men The End, book three, Men and X-Men. Number... Number six. Enter the whole title, please. <laughs> this week on NBC Soap Opera Hour. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Uh, I shake a big piece of foil for Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's at the door? <laughs> I hope it's not Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I went 100 issues of Spawn Jesus. and I stopped. And I have no idea why I'm saying Spawn, with, like my, why my Long Island accent is coming out so strong with that, but for some reason I say Spawn like Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> Apparently this Aquaman, uh, like myself, uh, comes from Maine. <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you know? <laughs> every once in a while, like his dialogue will be with with accent. Like oh, they'll drop the ah. Uh. <laughs> like he, like like he's like, I'm sorry, Queen Mara, I gotta go with Queen, with King, <laughs> King Shark to get to Maine. And like, like I've just noticed, and it hasn't been like this through. The, this is, I think, the fourth issue of this. And like in the first couple, he wasn't really doing it, but now like his reactions are more like a down easter from New England. Like, oh for, oh, for Pete's sakes, the bar's getting destroyed. <laughs> well, listen, you called Aquaman. I know I'm not him, but I'm the best you're gonna have. So you need me to help out. With <laughs> I, mean, I know my name is Arthur Curry as well, but I'm not the same Arthur Curry. <laughs> It's never king of Atlantis. It is another way to look at it. And it's if you wanted to side. try to... <laughs> stupid. He's writing because they, they, for some reason, they did like a Clash of the Titans NCAA kind of type thing about who is the fittest superhero in the galaxy. That's dumb. And the headline was like before... <laughs> and it's relevant to the story within. And it's stupid. It definitely looks like a reference of Dane Cook's face, which is stupid. Um... <laughs> we just made a comics connection and you just throw it back in our face. I'm just... Oh, my Lego TIE Fighter just fell down. <laughs> Smashed everywhere. Wow. And just... And not on your dignity just came falling behind it. It was really good. Not the least of which is because Gordon is back as being a commissioner. Which Isn't is... he like 100 now? No, they don't age in comics. He was pretty old when he left. He didn't leave... Well... Oh, let's not get into that. But the whole... <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 44. Who the hell was that? <laughs> Why can't you look at them? Because you yelled at me I lo- I, when I opened it too soon. Yeah, you opened it. I don't want you to open it. I want you to look to see if it's mine. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by you all the time. Kirkman owes us $30. <laughs> Now it's just a straight debt. <laughs> exactly. You'll be in a it's con somewhere, like, wait a minute, that guy owes me 30 bucks. Hey, hey! <laughs> By the way, also, we've been on, on this recording for over an hour, and nobody's commented on the weather or the heat in the room. I'm sorry, I'm a little addled, because it's hotter than hell in here. It's hot I'm, everywhere. I'm, like, sweating like meatloaf, and it's killing me. I'm Connor, and I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, it's so hot. How can we be? It's seriously. Did you see? It's gonna be freaking ninety. Like it's gonna be ninety-five. Like all next week. Five, four, three. Hey, everybody! You're listening. I just fucking do it again. Five, four. Hi, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast uh, for... The, well, fuck, fuck, fuck. All right, it's been a long time since I did this. Five, right. four, three, two... Hi, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 33. Um, I, I hate the ums. All right, last time. Five, right. four, three... Hey, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number 33. iFanboy.com is a website that we happen to facilitate for everyone to use as well as for us to use. And that uh, that's awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck me, son of a bitch. You had it. You had it right when you used to write these, man. Anyway, I, I only wrote it one time. I know. Five, four, three. Hi, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode number. Th- Fuck you. Five, four.